0: Just a few film nerds Breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema That's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear Drill to this month's picks And come and listen in Good morning, and welcome to Buzzing
1: Flicks. I'm Carl Hartley. I'm Max Peterson. It's 7:30 on the dial. <laughs> no shit. 7:30 in the AM. In the on AM. The, on the hour. It Ooh. is fucking early. Actually, this is the first time, Carl, mm-hmm. since Eraserhead, I think, that we've recorded an episode, and it's, and it's still not, dark out. It's not.
0: There's no sun. <laughs> there's no sunshine. No. It feels weird, but it feels great. Actually, I was leaving my house. It's weird in northern Michigan in November. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Yeah. And it's raining like a motherfucker out. right rain. now. Pouring rain.
1: It's been in the forties for mm-hmm. like five days in a row.
0: We got a foot of snow like a, three weeks ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. We had we had like a blizzard. I was yep. shoveling off the roof of my hive because I was afraid it was going to start bending the roof yeah. in. And now my bees are flying. <laughs> They're like, oh spring. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so got worried, like, man. New brood going. Like, oh, damn, I, look, I look out the window. and I'm like, guys. Guys, it is not spring. But, like, you
0: got to look at your calendars, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go don't, off the don't temperature. Don't go off the temperature. <laughs> you <laughs> got use, like, your,
1: use your little bee calendar. You got like four more months, and if you, you guys got, are all flying. You got
0: one bee, and there's like, just screaming, like,
1: guys. It's November still.
0: And they burned him at the stake because he's a heretic and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, don't ruin this for us,
1: Joe. Actually, they're all girls. No, they're Josefina. Josefina. And they all sound like they're from Boston. Hey, don't ruin his footage. They, they
0: should show like you know. they should sound like they're, uh, they are Sicilian and from New York, is what they should
1: sound like. They should sound like you per Sicilians. You per Sicilians. You per Sicilians. That's we're what we're going
0: to end up sounding like. Today. We're on our way. By obviously. the end of <laughs> it. <yeah. laughs>
1: All right. And speaking the of heck today. What are we talking about
0: today? What, where are we know. landing actually on the season? This is episode
1: three of four three of four yeah this so is our- so
0: you listeners have had two episodes you had two, of cage so far yeah
1: you've been in the cage for two weeks and you are going a little bit deeper and we're gonna take you to the heart of brooklyn I would,
0: yeah i would say the
1: heart and possibly the soul of brooklyn oh we will talk about the soul of new york city but overall we'll be talking about 1987's Moonstruck, directed by Norman Jewison, starring Cher, Nicolas Cage, Olympia Dukakis, Danny Aiello, Vincent Gardini. Danny Aiello, Fyodor Chelyapin Jr., Louis Gus, and John Mahoney. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, man.
0: I know you're a huge Fraser fan, massive John Mahoney fan. Yeah, when he popped up, I was like,
1: <gasps> Fraser's dead. Fraser's dead. Fraser's dead. 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 Me too, man. I yep. was. I, I was and, yeah. When I saw his name in the credits, I was watching and I was like, I was like slap because Bird watched this with me. Mm-hmm. She will not wake up at six forty five to do a podcast. <laughs> that is fair. But I was like whacking her on the shoulder and I was like, I was like ah ah. She's like, what is it, you insane person? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, it's John Mahoney. She's like, I that means nothing. Those to Those words
0: you said, two words. You said, I understand a John and yeah, a Mahoney. She's like
1: nah. John Mahoney. I'm like, it's it's Fraser's dad. Is he dad. a boxer? And then oh, Joe Frazier's dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> Joe like, Frazier's dad. I, I don't what. I'm gonna go to bed. Are you watched the fights <laughs> ESPN classic on? What are you doing? Dude, it was amazing because I-, I didn't know what you- this was 87. I didn't realize Moon. I thought Moonstruck was probably like a 90s flick.
0: Uh yeah, this has been around for a hot minute. This is like John Mahoney is so young in this movie. Yeah, he's like me young.
1: <laughs> well, there you go, dude. He looks phenomenal. Right. When when you get when you hit your Frazier's dad phase, yeah, that's when you'll know. <laughs> uh, I get a dog and, and sit in him. a chair. Yeah. But actually, if you think about it, Frazier was in the '90s. Mm-hmm. John Mahoney's not that much older in Frazier, and he doesn't actually look that much different. Maybe a little bit of like older age makeup. Yeah, he, I think it's his performance
0: mm-hmm. because in Frazier or in this in both of them. Well, yeah, his performance in this is
1: fucking. We'll talk about it. I I didn't. So I, I finished watching Moonstruck kind of late yesterday so i didn't you wanted me to give you like a one word review yeah and i think oh i did give you a one yeah, word review and did. i think i said it was surprising
0: yeah that's that's kind of my wheelhouse as far Man, as
1: pg a pg movie starring share i had a whole set a of
0: romantic comedy yeah. set in new york pre just a couple weeks before christmas I'll, I'll
1: fully admit i had a big bag of biases coming into this me too i was like because I had never seen Cher act; I'd only seen her music yep. thing. And honestly, I now I am a massive Cher fan. Right? I'm not a fan of Cher's music. It's just not my thing. Right? Me I listen either. to st- stoner metal. Like, no, I'm yeah, not going to be rocking up to Cher. Not even
0: close to your wheelhouse. It's not even no. the same pier. So, like.
1: so I came in like eh, it's Cher and. Oh, it's PG. A lot of times, PG or G movies from the they 80s and 90s... They pull a lot of punches,
0: and they're stupid, right? Yeah, they You expect simple. a lot of slapstick. You expect a lot of very cardboard cutout. Right? It's not love, actually. Though, but You pick any rom-com from right. the 90s set around Christmas. I, I'm not a fan the of... the Hallmark Channel. not like, a fan
1: of rom-coms. It's my third movie Me bias. either.
0: Yep, that was my my hard no <laughs> and is rom-coms. I can
1: tell you what, dude. Moonstruck is a great movie. I'm... <laughs>
0: I'm so happy for me. I'm happy for you. I l- and I'm for happy our for our listeners right now. You guys need now. to watch this movie. To be honest, speaking of bias, like I was watching this and I picked it sort of thinking that we would have some nice material ripe for the the throwing of spears and like tearing right. it apart and having it. There a bunch really of bits wasn't much. There is nothing. This is damn near close <laughs> to a perfect movie. It's
1: so, yeah, it's really, really charming. It's so good.
0: And the, and the thing that I love overall about the entire thing is that every single character, down to the smallest one, we have. They're all people. Speaking of, they're all people. Mm-hmm. And they all change. Yeah, there's arcs for every, every character, single one.
1: Every one of them. Even like. 30 characters who are yeah. only there to like 30 that's a that's a
0: Hartleyism.
1: thank you for using that You're welcome. <laughs> but the,
0: but yeah i was the, almost like the wait staff at the restaurant have a weird kind of little micro art. it's
1: crazy that i, I loved that <laughs> like because the waiters pop up and like the yep. restaurant owner pops up and they they have a funny bit at yep, the beginning they have
0: a little shtick that they're like oh that's cute but and... in
1: any other movie they're out of the movie now right but they come back yes later and not even like with the spotlight on them, but they're still behaving as though they've grown and developed from that bit at the beginning of the exactly. movie. I'm like, this is really well carefully thought out. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's it, yeah. Dude, I, I love, I really, really love Moonstruck. And the other thing is, it's not a Christmas movie, but... Christmas could, is happening. It could be a Christmas movie. That's, you know what I mean?
0: That's the thing that I think that I love the most about the, the, the feeling of this movie is because you see that Christmas is... It's probably Thanksgiving. Probably happened a few yeah. days ago. This yeah. is the weekend after Christmas or and after, after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We're in between holidays. So it's like five here. days from now. Yeah, Moonstruck starts. I would like say. December one or something, right? You see Christmas trees being. Being bought and like walked down the street, but you never hear a Christmas Carol. No, you
1: never. It's like The Exorcist's Christmas. Yeah, exactly, it, cri- Christmas is happening somewhere near now, mm-hmm. but we don't know when. And the movie's not about Christmas, so they never address it. But I would say for listeners, because this is the third week of December, this will drop. This is a good movie to watch around Christmas time.
0: Absolutely,
1: your whole family can watch this. It's to- it's PG. It's got share It's a romantic comedy. If you want to throw on a movie you haven't seen around Christmas. This will leave you feeling warm and fuzzy. Absolutely will. This is a Christmas movie. While for breaking me, man. your heart at the same time. But beautifully. And actually, Carl. But it's
0: not breaking your heart. It's, like, it's stretching it. We're here to break our hearts. Yeah, we are. And die. That is an awesome monologue. <laughs> All right. <so laughs> oh, the Nick Cage outside after the opera. Kid. I want you to come into my bed yeah. monologue.
1: Oh yeah. My God. It's fucking phenomenal. He has a couple that I really like. Uh,
0: his first one and that one, I think, are two of the best monologues uh, from the 80s. So. And 90s. She and just, today. Welcome to <laughs> Measuring <laughs> Flicks AM.
1: God Dude, damn it. I
0: know. It is early, isn't it? Foo, I have some synapses. Some synapses are still like.
1: And also, we ups, should let the listeners right know now. Carl is in the middle of a monk fast. I am. 36 hour fast. Uh-huh. You're 12 hours in? I'm 12. 13. Just about 13 right now. You're going to get real clear about the time we hit FZK East I tonight. Can't wait. I hope. Otherwise, you're just Otherwise, going to be a fucking. <laughs>
0: Um, blubbering mess, begging for yeah, cookies. I, like,
1: I really thought, okay, so in leaving Las Vegas, spoilers—that's what we're doing as our fourth right. movie of the month, the Oscar winner. um Yeah, in leaving Las Vegas, I really like. What did you think of that, Carl? And Carl's gonna be like, I paint, paint pan, pants, <laughs> pants, pants, pants. The, then pants. That's awesome, Carl. That's great. So Connor,
0: someone give him a meat stick. <laughs>
1: Please, I beg you. Connor, can you boil an egg for this But one? I know
0: me. I'll be like so indignant about good, not. Dude. I'll be like, you put me sick in my face, <laughs> I'll kill you. We'll be like, okay.
1: All okay. right. We're taking hey. you to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump right to the beginning. Yes. My first, the first thing that this movie, this movie to me is a New York movie the way that Die Hard and Die Hard 3 is are new york movies mm-hmm. there's a well first Die we Hard's have that, in la but whatever i know but but it him as the new york cop it feels thing. like a new york movie i, I mean Die yeah. Hard three i think yeah yeah where they're in, they're new, york in new york city yes or say like goodfellas mm-hmm. or say like uh or the godfather right there's a the godfather's a little too old but there's this there's a thing that you don't do anymore you don't get from hollywood anymore which is a lot of Films don't shoot in New York anymore because it's way expensive. Yeah, There's a huge number of complications. So busy. Yeah, so people go and shoot elsewhere. Like the Dark Knight. I think the Batman movies should have been shot in New York. Shot in Chicago, like most of that shit. Or Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like Pittsburgh is Gotham City in Dark Knight Rises. Mm -hmm. And the reason you don't shoot in New York is because it's too expensive. There's too many permits. It's too hard. So people just avoid New York. There was a thing in, like, the 70s and 80s, especially the 80s, where people shot movies in New York you City. You had
0: silly Michael Keaton comedies that were being shot in New York. Yeah, and not just, like, you know, 18 blocks from Times Square or anything. They were, like, shooting in, like, touristy fucking places. Man.
1: Yeah. But there's... My Two of my friends, two of our friends, two of our listeners and patrons, John and Casey, live in New York City. Mm-hmm. I, I went to New York City. I was in New York City on my honeymoon, which would be almost six years ago now. Wowzers. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like New York City. It wasn't
0: as romantic as our movies have
1: portrayed it to you be. You know what? Part of the, that's part of it, man. I've, Partially, yeah. I'm just a I'm a recluse. And I don't like busy places with a lot of people. It's super busy. <laughs> Guess what's in New York? A bunch of people, <laughs> just like a third of the country. <laughs> and you know, but like, dude, the, the buildings are awe-inspiring and stuff, but yeah. there is a there's a there's a a rosy patina that my favorite movies from the 80s there, there's a romanticism to New York on film, and it's a romanticism
0: that even is highlighting, like when there used to be strip clubs on yeah on the main seedy strip, is like city uh, but there was a romantic goes to, to New York City too. in Big, right?
1: In Big, yeah. Big makes New York City scary romantic. Yes, where New York is like you're like holy shit, he, he needs to get out of here. This yeah. is horrifying. But there's still a, it feels like a living place where New York proper or New York actual seems kind of cold to me sometimes mm-hmm. when, I, when I like some modern movies or some modern TV will have shots of New York or, or you'll go to New York or see a little bit of New York and the the vibe has changed. Right. This New York, the 1987 Moonstruck New York. This is
0: that time capsule we need, baby.
1: This, If I'd seen this as a kid and this was how New York was, I'd want to move to New York. This, may, this is like this is I think what, uh, this type of thing is why people go there. You know, it's like the Everyone's yeah, like talking to each other and like the the loud brash Italians mm-hmm. and the the there's the like that weird like boroughs community where where every where a block feels like a community feels like a town. Actually, right. Spike Lee's uh, Do the Right Thing is a great example of New York romanticism. It's been
0: years since I've seen that,
1: but it's it's everybody everybody knows everybody yeah. on that block that's all, your
0: that's your community that's your town within the city that's yeah the, and
1: yeah. in in my head now if I think like 2019 New York now i in my head I see a lot of people hurrying and looking at phones and not looking at each other and that yeah. that feeling of a family or that feeling of a tribe has kind of faded back and and New York in my head is a lot of blues and steel and in, in this movie and in the movies the it's, Woody Allen films it's warm yeah, brick and exactly. and warm colors
0: <clears throat> it's the bronx it's brooklyn it's that. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah it's you don't ever i mean no one no one looks at movies set in manhattan and like Oh, how charming! And uh, I would love to be there. It's just- well, the
0: movies that take place in Manhattan. I mean, we have this Cher is part a rich family. Her father makes yeah. a ton of money, like selling copper as a plumber, scamming people, scamming motherfuckers,
1: right? Ten thousand eight hundred dollars. But
0: like, I don't really. That's one of the reasons why I don't like romantic comedies in particular. Is a lot of them take place in New York, in Manhattan, with a bunch of rich uppity people whose problems are my my latte was not skim milk; it was whole milk. You know, like I don't yeah. give a flying fuck about your goddamn christmas sweater. Like, yeah, I'm shit? not
1: I'm not always a huge fan. I, I understand the reason. Like Matthew
0: McConaughey in New York or whatever that fucking stupid movie is with Bridget buttfuck. I don't know what their names are. I
1: don't know. Are you talking about Not Failure to Launch? Uh How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? No, no that no, that's, was actually
0: a pretty good movie.
1: I like that movie too. I don't know. What whatever. I what I know is the the reason you make your characters rich is it allows you to kind of do everything as a writer. Right. They don't have to worry about anything. It's just like, let's if we want to go to the opera, we got enough money to go to the opera. Right, exactly. But in this movie, when you go to the opera, you get the sense that is it Ronnie? Yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie hasn't been to the opera in a really long time. Because Ronnie's it's... really poor. Yeah. So when he takes share to the opera later in this movie, it's he's breaking the bank because he really wants to make a powerful statement to her. Yep which makes which makes going opera. to the opera more than just a set piece in your romantic comedy it make, it's a meaningful decision for that yeah. character so man i this movie is a this movie makes me love new york the way woody allen movies make me love new york yes my next my next that's song.
0: my note is that's amore and that's for like that's for new york and that's the song that we're hearing the when and
1: your eye like big It makes you so happy. And
0: there's that skyline. Yep, the New York skyline. And it's just our twins are there. Yeah, World Trade Center. Boy, that they highlight that they tag that a lot. Well, New, it's New York, York movies, it, and it
1: what they were. You couldn't
0: avoid they it. They were the tallest buildings yeah. in New York. Yeah, believe so. Well,
1: yeah, I think so. They're taller than the Empire State Building, but like, man, like. There's a reason that they're highlighted is they are such an iconic part of the skyline of that city. It's like the
0: Sears Tower in Chicago. It's like the the Golden Gate Bridge. It's that thing. You see it, you know you're in New York.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like in New York, the the architecture I always think of, I never think of the Empire State Building. I always think of the Flatiron Building. That's the Mm. first thing I think of because it's such a distinct shape. But when you pull back and you look at the skyline. Right. From edge to edge. Right. Pre-2001. The World Trade Center was like, that's how you said, this is not a city. This is New York City. It's, it's, dude. I know, dude. You have complicated feelings in 2019 watching that movie because it, your heart swells with like, there's that New York City skyline, but it also fills up with like the grief of those buildings are gone and what that meant, you know, like, damn it'll I will never stop talking about it every no, time I, you I see think him, it's it it's important to
0: cuz you know what not to talk a little bit political or any sense but i feel like in the last almost 20 years or so that whole never forget is starting to get like oh yeah i remember that
1: well the never forget thing was I? I had a couple. I think I've told this on the podcast before. But I, when I was working at Staples in Maine, I had a coworker who was seventeen who wasn't forgetting. She just never knew. Never knew about it. Right. I was listening to a podcast, a three part podcast that last podcast did on nine eleven, and it's genius. And if you were alive during it and you remember it, it will break your heart. I was listening to it and I was just working in the morning and kind of somber. And she's like, "What are you listening to?" And I was like, "I'm listening to a podcast about nine And she's like, nine eleven, eleven? That was the." That guy flew a plane into the into one of the buildings, and I was like, hmm? "What'd you just say? A guy flew a plane into one of the buildings? Which buildings? Where? Do you know where?" And she's like, "It was in a big city."
0: I was Jesus like, "You don't Christ. fucking
1: know what nine eleven is?" She was, I think she was seventeen or eighteen years old, and like, you seriously don't know what nine eleven is? And she's like, "No, we kind of covered it a little bit in school. Like it was like a attack kind or of something.
0: Covered it a little bit in school. We went
1: from never forget to some people." younger than us don't even know what that what happened that's soul crushing <laughs> man i know it's pretty brutal and we don't have to talk what well, now we're no past but i want to take but, this a little bit but just yeah because
0: yeah. we're talking about a movie that takes place in new york and highlights the that skyline it does yeah it so. really does
1: and god dude so we're introduced right away to our our three main players before ronnie yep we get share who is young and by the way i never got the whole share thing mm-hmm there, you know, like I know that shares share's really big in like the gay community they all like totally love her and oh, yeah. and I get that like the big dresses and the show aspect of it and I've heard a bunch of times like she's so gorgeous, but you know, and I look at Sharon, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess, I, don't, I guess she's pretty, mm-hmm. you know she's pretty this movie I now I understand the share I
0: have the same same experience she is. <laughs> stunningly beautiful she's stunning before she gets her hairs did
1: yeah i actually like her with a little bit the of little, gray in the there frosty gray yeah the little bit of absolutely gray. she's dude she's she's gorgeous she mm-hmm. she's like that like Grecian and she's larger goddess than life like.
0: without being tuned to 11 like
1: yeah 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 and the other thing i was really surprised by because i'd never seen her act and I assumed that she was only in like a couple of movies. No, she's sixty-four acting credits. A lot of them are music videos, but she's been right. in a shitload of movie movies. She's really good.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted man. It's like part of me is upset because I wanted I wanted this to be the fucking chair kid, but I'm like, god damn you. We vampire.
1: We for, had vampires kiss to shit on. Yeah, no shit. So we're like, like fair enough. Now we're into Moonstruck, man. And it, it's like
0: because if you watch the trail, I watched the trailer for The Flick before I spun it, and I'm like. And they, the the trailers highlighting all of her big moments, like ah oh, like being all big, and like I was like, oh fuck, all of the, I can't, the, I'm an hour and forty minutes of that. You know shit. what's good? Here is we go. All
1: of the big moments are earned by character they, development. They
0: are, and they, and when they are big, she is I'm sensi- sensitive, and sensible enough to ride the roller coaster with highs and lows and and. And and making it a performance instead of just being super big. Yeah, she's big when she needs to be, and
1: so is Nicolas Cage. Oh my God, Nicolas Cage is great in this movie, and I like that he kind of doesn't even barely try to do an Italian accent.
0: No, he does. He, he's he's
1: doing like this weird cagey. It's this, but it works so perfectly for Ronnie.
0: I it's <laughs> you know what's crazy of every movie, every Nicolas Cage movie that I've ever
1: watched, I think he Nicolas Cage disappears the most in Ronnie. He d- he goes away a lot in this character. I think yeah. personally, I think Nicolas Cage goes away the most in H. I. McDonough in Raising Arizona. I mean, that's just a whole other level of everything. I think it's like an alternate dimension thing, though, because kind the of. reason he's so good is it's just who he is. Mm-hmm. So you kind of lose the line between Nicolas Cage and H. It's I. Like McDonough. It's like the movie you know? they
0: just announced that Nicholas Cage is being—he's going to be play in the movie Cage. playing himself.
1: Yeah, with the where the events of the film are kind of loosely based on his current circumstances. Yes. I'm like this. It's like that Joaquin Phoenix project, right? Well, it's here. like
0: JCVD, and it's kind of like um, I want to watch it. A little bit like adaptation, where he played Coffin, playing Coffin, playing his brother, playing Coffin, playing Coffin, playing.
1: We'll watch adaptation yeah. next year. I think. Fucking break my <laughs> brain. We love Coffin. I, I
0: was we were, I wanted to do it this year. My brain wasn't ready. <laughs>
1: No, we had, and also with December, we can't slip it in now because Mm-mm. our brands are going to be in a m- mess. In a dark pit of despair. <laughs> dark pit of despair. So we see w- shares at a restaurant with Johnny. Her, this like th- Danny Iao.
0: Danny, dude, Danny
1: Iao is he's, great in this. He's
0: my age in this movie, and I'm like, no, he's not. He's like 52. <laughs> <laughs> he's not 42.
1: <laughs> he's, but he's got that like. I, I think that every that everyone's a little up aged.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: But. Sh- he proposes marriage to her the worst way possible. Will you marry me? You gotta get are on you your pro- knees. Are you proposing to me right now? You get on your knees. You get on your knees. He's like, "This is my good suit." <laughs> yeah, I know. I helped you buy it. It has two pairs of pants. Get on your knees. They get on your knees. He goes, "All right." He gets on his <laughs> knees. <and> he's like, <laughs> the
0: "Wait, staff is like, oh my god, he's gonna ruin his suit." <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is he doing? Is he getting down on his knees? That's such. Search- he's gonna ruin his suit. <laughs> Bring the dessert tray, brings the dessert tray. As it comes over, he's like, Will you marry me? <laughs> She's like she then Cher turns to the waiter, he's like, Take the dessert tray away, right? <laughs> what are you proposing? Are you proposing to marry me right now, Johnny? That's what I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> Get on your knees. What? <laughs> this is my good suit. <laughs> yeah, 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 I helped you buy. I got two pairs of pants. He gets where's on his She's like, He gets on his knees. Ring? He gets on his knees way on the other side of the table and like he shuffles over. over to her.
0: He, oh my god, he's one of my favorite this bit is, parts dude, in any movie. This movie
1: is so every bit part in this movie is loaded with small scenes of hilarious and somewhat subtle physical comedy. There's not a whole lot of like it's not slapstick, none of that. No Pratt falls. No. There is one Pratt fault, but it's an accident. The dog, one of the dogs, runs oh, head bangs first into a stairway. Stair. <laughs> 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 Which bird and I were like. We laughed the first time we rewound <laughs> it and then Poor we felt dog. bad. Yeah. We were like,
0: oh, honey. It took a serious header. <laughs> Dude, it headers oh, right God. into a
1: staircase. So Johnny's on his knees and there's like two like kind of Goomba Italian dudes like sitting right behind them. <laughs> and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And they're sitting there and they got their glasses of wine and Cher goes, all right, where's the ring? And he goes, the ring? And she goes, you're proposing marriage. You got to g- have a ring. You have to give me a ring as a symbol of your promise, Johnny. And he's like, I I figured who to get a, a different ring. She goes, you can use your pinky ring. I like this ring. <laughs> I like this ring. <laughs> she Jesus like, Christ, you gotta dude. make a commitment, or she's like, it's there's sacrifices. You have to dudes at the
0: table, like you gotta have a ring, d- bud. Yeah, you the- gotta. I mean, that's first thing. Dude, <laughs>
1: I love that the the Italian dudes behind him are like busting his balls. They're like. Dude, you're proposing marriage. You must have a ring, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, there'd be like this the, the 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 morning of the wedding of my daughter or whatever. Like I feel
1: like it's two mafia guys like in between killing a dude and burying yep. his body, and they're like critiquing the proposal. So, okay,
0: they're like, I need some pies. Let's get some pies before we bury George.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boo. Digging always makes me hungry. All so. right,
0: let's carb up before we go dig a hole. So
1: he pulls his ring off, and he go. He puts it. He goes i johnny blah 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 and, um am proposing marriage to you will you marry me and He like puts the ring on and she's like yes johnny i will marry you in front of all these people and the, the, <laughs> i love that the italian dudes behind them with their glasses of wine they just both slam them like yep. like salute blam <laughs> everyone's all cheering and applauding and stuff and they sit back down and i can't remember if the john mahoney bit happens before or after i think it's before i think you might be right cuz John Mahoney is a really interesting character. Super interesting. He has this I I love this beautiful unrequited moment that he has later in the film cuz you expect him to come back and he doesn't. That's it. That's yep. that's toast when that, he That
0: there's a reason for all of that and when the reason is gone there's no I mean cuz that's how that would have worked in real life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's just
0: she excuses him and It is literally she,
1: strangers in the night, man. Yep. But uh John Mahoney, we see John Mahoney get into a, like an argument with a younger, much younger woman, and she stands up and throws wine in his lap. Mm-hmm. He he, the waiter comes over and go, starts patting him, and he goes, "No, no, no, don't don't do that on my account. Just clear the place, clear leave, the place, and bring me no a evidence lo- of her. Yeah, and bring, and bring me bring a me large a glass of vodka. vodka. <laughs> when he does that later, it's it, when we find out that this is his move, yep, that's what I he does.
0: It. God, it's like self-deprecating and. It well, is. when we get his little moment towards the end of the film, you, you want understand to talk about why. a phenomenal monologue? God damn it! There's this movie is peppered with phenomenal monologues. It's, it's of top to bottom lengths. well written. Yeah, this is a great script.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: stupid how good it is.
1: It really is. I I always feel I always feel weirdly biased against movies that aren't like hardcore, you know, like a PG movie. I'm like, right. how well written could it be? This is impeccable. Right. This script this screenplay is phenomenal. We we just did a Patreon episode on The Shape of Water by mm-hmm. Guillermo Del Toro. And we talked about how word choice is so important and the way sentences are structured. And we got really nerdy with the script. You could do that with this movie. You could
0: absolutely pick this apart. You it's could do so master funny. classes on <laughs> performance. You could use Moonstruck the entire screenplay. Moonstruck's awesome. As an entire semester In an acting class.
1: Probably, yeah. Just have people work different characters. Absolutely. Totally. Totally. Try different motivations to see if they can find the same stuff that the actors found. Yeah. This is an actor's movie. Because
0: there's enough forever there's enough variation of character and nuance. And it's yeah, everything is here. Everything is here. Me as an actor, I want to like I want I want to read every role of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like including Cher. Absolutely. (laughs) I do.
1: Absolutely. I love. After the after the she gets him off onto the plane, he has to fly to Sicily. Did you this notice this,
0: the chalk this... puller had poopy pants? No, what? Well, I think it was not intentional, but the the groundsman that groundsman the uh, that's you know working the airplane, he's yeah. pulling the the wood blocks from the front landing gear. Mm. Um, and he's wearing a white like flight coveralls suit or whatever. Coveralls, oh, he sat on and something And he's wet. got a big brown. old just <laughs> looks like he just shit a whole bowl of chili that actually it has nothing to do with the movie, but I just chuckled. I'm like, man, that line guy shit his pants. <laughs> When i did mean, he's probably on a twenty four on twenty four off rotation or something. Probably shit.
1: he sat on a barrel. That's Bec- what he did. But. Well, that's
0: what you do between flights, right? You hunker down on a piece of like gear, and there it is. You My got dad oil ex- and poopy poops on My you. My
1: dad explained that to me one time. I always wondered why mechanic, like some mechanics will wear white coveralls, or why like technicians will wear white coveralls. And he goes, if you if you don't see a leak but the fluid gets on your shoulder you can be like oh wait a minute this is green that's coolant where is that coming from yep so you can use yourself as if you're working on something else and you're like wait red why is red on me right okay that's transmission fluid so oh transmission leak and you yeah. can spot stuff
0: yeah you can't tell if you're not dirty yeah, you, you can't tell if you're dirty if you're wearing a black right set of coveralls you get
1: filthy so that's the point of the white coveralls right. is like a it's like your blotter and you're like hey wait a minute oh no <laughs> that's just blood that's just i'm blood. hurt really bad oh
0: why is my neck bleeding
1: huh ah. <laughs> yeah, I can see to that. I always hate working on radiators. They <laughs> just cut you to ribbons. But um, so Cher goes out to I, the liquor store bit. I love the liquor store bit. And this might be an eye acting nomination for me. The old woman. Share no share. Oh Cher. Cher goes into the liquor store to get like a little split of champagne to celebrate her. But she's getting some mums, dude. It's so she's
0: really getting some mums. It's yeah.
1: hilarious. She's so matter of fact. Also, I'd like. Uh, never mind. Um, it's eleven ninety nine for a bottle of. For, for a well, bottle of mums that's pretty accurate though you're talking about it's kind of pricey
0: yeah even yeah. for 87
1: but my uh, john tells me this all the time drinking in new york city is fucking absurdly expensive like he'll, he'll sell cans of pbr for eight bucks holy shit and if you go to like a if you go to like the gas station and get like a, a sixer of like two-hearted you're looking at like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Yeah. Liquor in or alcohol Smokes in New York. Too. Is I remember really buying expensive. a pack
0: of cigarettes in New York and it was almost $12 or something like that. Yeah.
1: He says it's really expensive to drink in New, in New York city. Um, but she gets this, she's, she's buying this bottle. And it's a husband, an old husband and, and wife. They've been together the for like
0: eighty-nine years. or so. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're
1: just celebrated their eighty nine. And,
0: and breathe
1: behind the counter of this liquor store. Totally, story. and she, the wife is busting his balls. She's oh like, she's they're like, looking I, at her. I, I see the way you the way look at her. at her. You look like a wolf. You're like a wolf. You've got a wolf in you, and you're looking at her like she's a lamb. And he's like, you know, I, what are you talking about? She goes, I don't know what you see in her when you're looking at her. And but meanwhile, Cher and the store owner are are doing a transaction. And he's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. There's going to be 11.99. How's your night going? Yeah, and the, the jumping back and forth, and the way that he changes dynamic, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird to say, but like, because it's, it's a totally natural thing for shopkeepers to do. But yep. acting natural that yeah. way is hard as fuck. And this dude mm. nails it. Even all of the bit players in here are dialed in. It's, it's so good. And there's this great line at the end where she, he go, she goes, I don't know what you see in her. And he goes, you know what I see when I look at you? And she goes, what? And he goes, the well, girl I married. I married. He says,
0: the girl the I girl married. The girl I
1: married. And she goes, oh, immediately <laughs> <Yep>. disarmed. <laughs> they, they're back in romance I mode. love that.
0: Oh, my God. And they don't treat the – there are a couple of older couples in this yeah. that have been together for
1: and we see decades. How they, and
0: you see how they interact and it's like most, a lot of the time they're busting each other's balls and they're grumpy, but we and we see, but we also see that that love there. Yeah, we see what the
1: different ways that relationships can age. Yes, even the very dysfunctional relationship between Cosmo and I don't know her name. Uh, it's
0: Julia Dukakis, but I don't remember. Yeah, her, her Ju- we'll call
1: her Julia. Um, but because uh, they yeah, because that's you mean Olympia Dukakis. Olympia, Olympia, yeah not olivia it's olympia yeah olympia so we'll we'll just call her olympia but uh like the the cosmo and olympia relationship seems really broken and like damaged and destroyed it is damaged but it's not destroyed in a modern movie she would have left him absolutely i like that she doesn't in this like i i do think there is this you know and maybe rightfully so i love the, the way she approaches it very italian Yep. right on the bird pointed that out at the end. She's like, that's one thing I love about Italian families, like the stereotypical movie Italian mm-hmm. family. And you're like, what? And she goes, uh, Just everything is always on the table. Yep. No one's really keeping secrets from everyone. If you want to talk about something, you talk about it. And if but it turns into the a thing, flight, is, you like, don't
0: even really talk. She states what she wants. Yeah, it's and by, by doing so tells him everything that an argument needs to say. While having the upper hand and maintaining that control of the situation, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, well that that scene is. one I of want my, you
0: to stop seeing her as all she's. I
1: like his response too. My, that's one of my favorite scenes okay. in any movie. But let's wait till we. Yeah, get we'll get there. there. Yeah. Um. So. Talk she, about a scene that builds. D- are you, no kidding, man. <laughs> and it's. I think it's as much the writing as the acting.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it's, And you can't have one without the other. And it
1: is. It is almost. Approaching farce How people keep coming Coming, in And it's not Johnny Again and again again, And again Until you have There's no more seats There's no more seating And everyone is there Oh hi John And then finally it's like Hey It's Johnny Carpacci (laughs) (laughs) And he finally shows up Um, But I like So Cher comes home And she pours some champagne And she tells her dad She's getting married But the way She says it She's like Dad I've decided to get married And he goes Not to that Johnny She goes yeah to Johnny He goes That's a terrible idea I don't like him There's no like Oh, you're getting married up. Uh, there's not even like no, a
0: dad's like. I think that's horrible.
1: Yeah, and he's not even like. I forbid it. It's just like so not a thing. He's just like. I think that's a bad idea. I don't like that Johnny. And we
0: we learn at this point that she'd been married before. Yeah. The poor dude died. Yeah, he got hit by a bus. they have been
1: married for like what, two years? Two years. Two years, and, then he gets and hit she by a bus. feels
0: that she's cursed. The marriage was cursed because they got married in a courthouse instead of a big Italian wedding. A big
1: Italian wedding. Dad didn't give her away.
0: Right. Dad but didn't uh, provide the dowry. Like there was a lot. I think it's very she...
1: important not to jump way ahead, but I think it's really important that the second proposal in this movie. We'll spoil it. Watch Moonstruck. I'm about to spoil the ending. Watch this movie. It is funny and it will pay you back. When Nicolas Cage proposes to her at the end of the movie, I like. I think it's really important that he does not get on on his his knees knees.
0: and she says yes right away. Yeah, because that doesn't matter. That luck doesn't matter at all.
1: Because her first husband, husband didn't get on his knees either. Right. And you know, she's like, it's not about luck. It's okay. She she's she the superstition is gone and she's That's just such a, back up. It's such it.
0: a minor thing. If you're not looking, you'll miss that. Yeah, completely miss it. So I like doing movies but, for the show. I know, right? Seriously.
1: <laughs> um, I love so shares chilling and her and her dad are drinking the champagne and they put the they put the sugar cubes yep. in like the celebratory like let's have okay. a sugar Ba-da. cube and they they like drink it but it's really like a. Kind of a dowered glass yeah, of champagne. Yeah, this is more like taking your medicine at this yeah. point. and then the, they're they're like sitting there in silence, and the dad goes, "Let's go tell your mother because she's asleep already." Right. They go upstairs. I love this <laughs> moment. <mother. laughs> Let's wake up your mother. Let's go wake up your mother. They, they kind of they kind of uh, hey wake they up. They shake mom. her awake. Wake up. They're like hey first words out of her mouth. She goes, "Who's dead?" <laughs> <laughs> i left I out loud for
0: about two minutes uh oh who, stu- who died <laughs> is that was is it who died yeah, it's like who died she's
1: like, who died and they're like <laughs> no, no one, one. she's fine. getting married yeah she's getting married and she goes is that johnny And just like yeah yeah like, do you love him? no <laughs> that's good if you love them they drive you crazy actually i think that conversation comes yes, later but man later. Her, oh my god her mom the is. The family dynamic is just, I'm going
0: to beat it over the head for the next hour. That we're, that's, but, that's the meat of the movie. But that's the meat of the movie. This family dynamic is fucking perfect. Oh, you know what it is? It, I feel like they ate dinner as a cast.
1: Like They probably they did. They probably it, there's did. so much so chemistry natural. between everyone. Yeah. Good chemistry and bad chemistry, and it oscillates between the two. It's mm-hmm. Dude, this movie is, I think you might be right, this is a near perfect film. Yeah. I love this movie.
0: So um, I have a little note, just because it's fun, because her dad, when he shows up, I immediately recognize him. Yeah, because uh, he's Mr. Mushnick from Little Shop of Horrors with Rick Moranis, like the music. Oh, 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 okay. The music, mo- musical movie. Right. He's Mr. Mushnick. I've never seen it. And I was s- like, "Holy shit, that's Mr. Mushnick!" <laughs> he got a little Mushnick in him. He's in this, good. I like. He's really good. He. At first, I thought when he was snoozing. The first time we meet him, he's snoozing in his chair, mm-hmm. listening to the radio. And I th- at first I thought, is that fucking John Goodman? It looked a lot like John Goodman. When he's
1: first just laying there? When he's laying there mm-hmm. and
0: his eyes are closed and his head is sort of down.
1: And he's a little jowly. He I looked l- like John
0: Goodman. I'd like a younger John Goodman.
1: I like his character a lot because the, the movie allows you... Doesn't necessarily force you to, but it sort of allows you to start to not like him immediately. Yes. And it maintains that throughout the film. And then in the very, very, very end... They explain what made him that way. Yeah. And you immediately forgive him
0: entirely. Mm-hmm. See the thing about that, it's it's like again, it's the brilliant writing and brilliant acting. I the way I feel about him throughout the movie is like mm, I just really don't like him. Yeah. But I never hate him. I'm like, uh I he's just, just don't, he's a person.
1: He's a person. He's just a human being. Yep. They all
0: are. He'd at- be like the uncomfortable uncle or something. Like not that he's ever done anything really wrong, but just like I'm not sure
1: about Isn't you. Isn't it weird that uncomfortable uncle almost immediately means like touched a kid? I know. And that's know, not what I meant. I know I what you like, mean. yeah. like a he's like the gruff he's like the gruff relative. He's that the Republican at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 outspoken Kind right. of grumpy Republican. We yeah. accept
0: both sides of the aisle here at Measuring We definitely Netflix. do. <laughs> you,
1: you can tell where we le- where we where we fall if you listen to the show enough. But yeah, you're you're right. He's when you're a kid, there's always that one like you. Oh, hey, Uncle Brian. oh you hug him and, and oh, Uncle Buddy. Hey, how's yeah. it going? And then there's that always that one family member who's there and you're like ah, hey, you. He's
0: the handshaker. Yeah, you shake the this handshaker. dude's hand yeah. and you
1: don't really seek him out.
0: Yep. He just kind of. He's always there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: How's that copper bite pipe business going for this you this is Uncle that, ronnie yeah this is oh, that ronnie's the good guy yeah we like ronnie a lot
1: um if i have one oh before we get there so the next mm-hmm. morning is breakfast with mom. oh
0: she does say who's dead yeah who's
1: dead yep who's dead that, but the next morning is breakfast with mom yep. it's Cher and her mother it's just her and her mom and this is when share's mom is like do you love him and she goes no and she goes do you like him yeah i like him fine and she's like, "That's good. If you love, if you marry him and you love them, they drive you crazy." And we've that 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 sets up so beautifully mm-hmm. the relationship between Olympia think, and Cosmo. I think at this Cosmo. point
0: Olympia knows, or at least highly suspects, that Cosmo is, is cheating, cheating on her. On her. Yeah.
1: Um, but I like the, the so Cher does the whole conversation. She has this conversation with her mother, and Johnny calls from Sicily, and this <laughs> is fucking this hysterical. is the best phone conversation in any movie, pretty much ever. I'll, my mother's dying it's dude well my favorite she's on a deathbed she's minutes away from the last breath my f- and the mom in the background is like, she's like i'm Jesus not Christ. Sh- johnny shut, shut up shut the fuck up dude my favorite part is when he picks up when she first picks up the phone and shares like hello and he goes i am calling from the deathbed of my mother and she goes hey johnny how was your flight he goes the waitresses were very nice the waitresses
0: were very nice it's <laughs> just like,
1: it's a yes, lot of... I have that line written
0: down. The waitresses were very nice. Dude,
1: it's such a funny exchange because he starts yes, with he like... Starts the, with my
0: mother is dying. I'm
1: calling from the deathbed of my mother. Hey, oh, Johnny, how was the, the, the flight? The waitresses were very nice. <laughs> that feels like a Woody Allen moment It does. It do, if you change the voice from yep. Johnny to Woody
0: Allen. And that's Woody Allen on the, the, the phone. Waitresses the waitresses were, were very nice. Very nice.
1: I'm calling for the deathbed of my mother.
0: <laughs> this this does feel like a Woody Allen movie in it a lot does, of ways. It does, man.
1: It does. It feels like the lost Woody Allen movie mm-hmm. made when he was in like a real upbeat phase of right, his yes. life. <laughs> um, not to take anything away from Norman Jewison. He not slays even. this movie. It's Gosh. so great. Mm. But um, it, Bird is right. This, look. We're not saying that these are what Italian families are like, but this is what movie Italian families are like. And this is my favorite movie Italian family. Absolutely. Everyone is dialed into like the most dire situation. One of my favorite
0: (laughs) characters in this movie is Grandpa with his dogs. Yeah. Because he doesn't really say much to the family. He's just like, I'm going to go walk my dogs in the howl at the moon. I'm going to go feed feed dinner to my dogs. I'm going to like... He only has like one or two direct (laughs) exchanges with the family, but he's so fucking important to the dynamic of the family. He he runs
1: because he's unmarried.
0: No, he he's. I think he's a widower. I think he's a widower. Yeah, yeah.
1: and now he's he doesn't have he doesn't have a a wife anymore. He's the only uncoupled person in this movie.
0: His his
1: loves are his six dogs and the moon and the moon, which I really really like. so we're uh, Luna uh, so oh. we've talked about uh, she's a Johnny on his way uh, out to the airport was like here's here's a phone number I need you to call, call my, my brother.
0: It's very important to understand that we
1: got five years Ronnie of Ronnie
0: is Aiello's
1: brother. brother. Yeah, he's like we've got bad blood. We got to make peace. I want him at the wedding, and and uh, Cher is like actually I just realized what ultimately what ultimately breaks their engagement off is Italian superstition. mm Hmm. And what we see when Cher says yes to Ronnie is her superstition has left her. Yep, that's so cool. What a cool little shift. She, jo- and you can miss it. That's the fucking. You totally uh, could. Jo- Johnny is still <clears throat> superstitious, but she has grown past that. So she's grown past him. I think it's because of that whole. I mean,
0: it's this is real love now, where it's dirty. That the monologue. Yeah. About the love. The, yeah.
1: We're we talked yeah. about the movie up to. Ronnie. Ronnie is the brother. We're about to meet Five Ronnie. Five
0: years of bad blood. Go reach out to him. Make sure he comes to the wedding.
1: I wanted to point this out because admittedly the when I first watched this movie up until we meet Nicolas Cage. In retrospect the, the movie earns its beginning mm-hmm. but when I was watching it I was a little bored until Nicolas Cage gets injected into this movie's arm. Mm-hmm. I it, think it's intentionally so. He's Pretty big. I mean, he's he's all he's Nicholas Cage, but like this this is to me because this is a month all about Nicholas Cage. And love him or hate him, I think it's imp- I don't think you can reasonably deny that the dude is entertaining, even when he's just purely a clown. He injects energy. He, that's just it. into a movie.
0: He pumps adrenaline into
1: whatever yeah, he's in. He's it's like the
0: movies. The movies perfect. It could be shit, but he's entertaining.
1: It's like it's like the. I'm trying to think of a movie where we don't meet him right away. This is one of them. I I don't think we meet him, is it Gone in 60 Seconds? Where it's we're following Angelina Jolie and then... i am not
0: sure. it. It's been a while since I've watched that movie too.
1: But I I feel like there's movies where you're watching and you're like, oh, this is a movie. Yeah, look, it's a film. A movie's happening. And then Nicolas Cage pops in and suddenly you're like, this isn't just a movie. This is a Nicolas Cage movie. Right.
0: It always becomes a Nicolas Cage movie it, it as, takes, soon as he shows up. Dude,
1: it's life. Like this put that when he shows up, this movie gets like a shot in the arm and there's yep. energy. There's a weird kind of unstable energy that's injected when he pops in. I fucking love his introduction, by the way. Cher shows up to he works at a bakery. Yep. And she's like, I need to talk to I need to talk, talk to, to Ronnie. Ronnie. And they're like, the the woman behind him is like, Ronnie's busy right now. And she's like, the the, the Italian woman's kind of given, or they're both Italian, but the shop girl is giving Cher shade. And we find out it's because the shop girl's in love with Ronnie. Yep. But he's down in the basement and they pick up the phone and she's like, she calls to the, to the, to like right. the furnace room. And we just see, we just see the back a of him. A sweaty
0: back of a, like, some greasy. wearing a wife yep. beater
1: just covered in soot and grease. And he picks up the phone. He's like, hello. Hey, is this Ronnie? I mean, we want to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. And he's super shitty to her, and he hangs up, and he sh- hangs up on her. So Cher's like, I need to go and talk to him in person, because I need to talk to him, like, for real. They go downstairs. And now we meet Ronnie. We meet Nick the oh Nicholas McCage. And- sweet, sweet Nicholas. <laughs> oh, my God, dude, he's shoveling. He's shoveling. It's like he's working pellets.
0: Seriously, this this feels not so much like a bakery, but he's like shoveling coal in yeah. the in the it's bottom like he's working of a, on fucking a ste- steam, a steam ship engine. Or, or yeah, yeah, he's like
1: deep in the belly of the Titanic. Oh it looks like god. hell.
0: Yeah, it kind of is for him. He's might as well his be shoveling coal s- into the furnace of hell. Like. And I
1: like the idea that he did this to himself on purpose to like accent his own suffering because he's enjoying he's his enjoying suffering. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Do you think... He, oh, she has a whole thing. You're a wolf that's... Okay, we'll have... We'll it. get to ah, that. But let's not get ahead of ourselves, no. Carl. Yeah. It's early. <laughs> it is early. And you have no food in you still. No. Um, but... So Cher's like... So what's going on? Like, you gotta go to your brother's wedding. He's marrying you. And we hear, we find out that... Nick, one day... Such an
0: interesting story, man.
1: He was working in a sandwich, the sandwich shop. He's working upstairs. He's working upstairs. Now he works downstairs, but he's working upstairs. And he was putting meat through the slicer. He was slicing meats. He was slicing (laughs) meats. And Johnny came in and asked for a sandwich. And Nicolas Cage was engaged to be married at this time. Yep. And apparently, Johnny distracted Nicolas Cage from what he was doing. And he cut two or three of his fingers it's like
0: off. like almost all of them i mean he's got nothing he's got like
1: a wooden hand on his whole as far as i
0: understand it th- i mean that's all wood that whole There's hand no he
1: he cut his own hand off slicing meat because he's like my brother made me look the wrong way and i missed what i was doing and i cut my hand. Oh, it's, it's my, my hand. <laughs> he's oh my screaming God. dude he gets so big he's like uh, and he's like, and when my fiance found out what had happened, she broke off our engagement. And Johnny wants me to come and see his happiness, and he took my hand, and he's screaming and screaming Cher, at his hand, at his hand, oh my pointing God. at it. And Cher goes, I mean, I mean, that's not his fault, <laughs> right? She totally <laughs> calls him
0: out, calls him on the board for it. Do you like, um. How is that your brother's fault? And
1: Nicolas Cage goes, my brother is going to be happy. And he turns to the shop girl and he goes, Chrissy, bring me the big knife. <laughs> bring me the big knife <laughs> off I'm the gonna wall. I'm going to cut my throat.
0: <laughs> it's Just seeing here kill myself in front of all of you.
1: <laughs> it is, Dude, it's the most fucking Italian thing I've ever seen in my life. He's screaming his rage at his missing hand. And then when Cher's like, I think you I mean, just need to get over this. Yeah. And he turns to Chrissy. I just, dude, something about that Oops, moment. Just get the big knife. It's no, it's right next to her on the wall. He's oh, like, shit. Chrissy, you're by the wall. Grab me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. And share. Share rolls her eyes at him so hard, and she's like, I'm just gonna go. And he goes,
0: you He
1: goes, No, I want you to stay here and watch me kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what in the fuck is going on? <laughs> And he goes, what? Oh my God! There's another. Nu- there's one more great line before they go upstairs. And she, he goes, he goes. What do you mean I'm being dramatic? He cost me my hand. And she goes, that's not Johnny's fault. And Nicolas Cage goes, I don't care. I'm not a monument <laughs> to justice.
0: <laughs> What's great about this moment and a lot of his big moments is it is funny, and there's these earned funny moments, and yeah. we laugh. But there is also a very real performance at the same time <laughs> where he's believing it. Ronnie believes everything that he is saying Yeah He's not trying to be funny No But it is funny
1: Yeah but And I like also that Sometimes in movies They'll do that thing Where everyone deadpans a joke Where they pretend it's not funny This is I think the reason that no one laughs Is some of the people who are here Live and work with Ronnie every day and Well the one shop girl's crying Because she's in love with him Yep The other person's a delivery person Who comes down and has no context For what's going on and Cher doesn't think it's funny because she's trying to have a serious conversation. No one's just cold fishing this joke for the audience's sake. They all have reasons. to a not reasonable laugh at reaction this hilarious to it. Yes, thing that's happening.
0: You get. I almost get the sense that. This might be the third time this week that Ronnie has give me the hit, big knife done this. <laughs> Screamed that he he's adding to it. Gonna cut his yeah, throat. exactly. <laughs>
1: They're like, oh, he's saying you he's do this cut every his time again.
0: they drop off flour. <laughs> Johnny's getting old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're like, uh, where do I put the salami? <laughs> <laughs> salami. <laughs> I lost my, my hand. The salami. Me. I was cutting with <laughs> salami. <laughs> so he goes into the back and puts on. I fucking love a flannel shearling jacket. Mm -hmm. I know it's just we don't have to talk about it But a flannel shearling jacket mm. is like The perfect clothing for the working man You put you give me like a blue Collar dude down on his luck chopped his hand Off or whatever and he's all he's He's down At the docks yeah he just He likes to drink whiskey and listen to opera Give me, give me a blue works, collar he dude. He doesn't work
0: out at the gym. He works out in a boxing yeah. gym. Like I'm gonna a, start know.
1: calling it shearling collar worker instead because that's what collar. I want. I want a dude in a shearling yes. jacket with a shear, with a. Didn't,
0: didn't Adrian's brother wear a Sheerling jacket in Rocky? Rocky, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Just fucking, I like poly. it. Wally. yeah. I think- <laughs> Holy hair is shearling
1: You can make it Leather and shearling Jean and shearling oh my, you can, Flannel and shearling You can dress
0: it You know you can only Dress it down I was gonna say You can dress it up You can dress the, it down The but. best
1: one ever is It's not even from a movie It's from real life Tom Hardy has this Big shearling coat know You know the, the one You know the one I'm talking oh, about fuck yeah I do He shearling it ever. out So nice And the collar It's cause the collar's so big When he pops the collar It it's covers like his, over whole his head. Head. head It's like a Dracula cape Made out of shearling ah! and I'm just
0: like Fuck I'm gonna skip work We're gonna go shopping We're gonna go sky. The, jackets. we're gonna scour the uh the the spots the yeah. consignment shops yeah we'll
1: hit all the consignment shops. women's jobs. resource center
0: call your boss all right <laughs> feeling sick today i got the Sherlin flu we-
1: so Sherlin flu the what Sherlin is flu? that i heard of that Go- google it i heard of that yeah
0: <laughs> Google Ma- it I went
1: over to Max's this morning Max, quick. And he said Bird bring me the big knife I'm gonna cut, my throat. cut my throat I don't think I can leave him alone today
0: <laughs> Max I need you to get on Wikipedia, Wikipedia And make an entry Yeah For Shirling sh- Shirling flu <laughs> Just take, just take a, just Google some like microbial images
1: All and post the them and be Yeah, fine. like necrotic flesh yeah, eating yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. on people's faces and genitals and post it on there <laughs> and then be like, look it up. Look it up. Look it up. It's a thing. It's on Wikipedia. It's on
0: Wikipedia. It's like, How about you take two days off? I'll see you after Thanksgiving. It's like,
1: ooh, you got to get that taken man, care of. you got to
0: get your sack looked And then added. when you
1: show back up, you'll be like, man, that shearling coat looks great, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the cure for the Sherling. flu. I made your boss Italian because we did. were watching Moonstruck. The
0: only cure for the Shireling flu is a Shireling jacket.
1: Uh, I, am I wrong, or did they did, to jump back into the movie? Yeah. Am I wrong, or is their first interaction end with them in having sex? Oh uh, yeah, because they go upstairs. She goes, she goes, she goes. Look, let me. Why don't you? Where do you live? And he goes upstairs. I, but the way he says it is like, you want to hear how shitty my life is? Upstairs. I live over the shop that cost me my hand. It's fucking nuts how dramatic he is. I
0: love his his apartment is actually pretty. I dig it. I like it a lot. Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, the
1: dude loves opera. Which I also love. Dude, I, I had a lot of trouble getting back to like go. I go and work and do some writing mm-hmm. and do some. I, w- I have a bunch of opera on vinyl. And I was just like, when this movie was done, I was like, bro, do you want to just, do you wanna just wanna listen, listen to, to La, La Traviata? I don't yeah. have La M, but if I did, that's what I'd be spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, He goes upstairs. They sit down. Or no, he's, he, I don't, do we have love Um, But she's checking, uh, he's playing opera and he's standing there in his shearling jacket like brooding at his opera collection and she's in his kitchen and she's like, hey, I gotta I'm going to make you a I'm steak. I'm going to make you a steak. He goes, I don't want it. She goes, you'll eat it. And He goes, I take it well done. She's like, you'll eat this one bloody. <laughs> it's, it's good for your blood. Good for your blood, dude. They're already an Italian couple. Exactly. They have already been married for 10 years. Yeah, well, I'm fixing you a steak. I don't want it. I'm making it for you. You'll eat it. I take it well done. You need this one bloody. It's good for your blood. And he's like. Okay. Okay. Comes over, cuts some steak, chews it, acts disgusted like he's never tasted anything worse in his life, but he's like begrudgingly eating it. Washing it down with J
0: and B straight.
1: Yeah, baby. Well, before the J and B straight, she sits down and he's like, he's like, do you want a drink? She's or no, they they start arguing Mm -hmm. where he's like, she's like, why? You can't blame your brother for this. You got to come to his wedding. He wants you there. And he's like, I won't do it. And they they have a little fight. And she goes, why don't you pour me a glass of whiskey or something? And then they start drinking whiskey.
0: And And now we have. Yeah, the the wolf. She I mean, she calls him up. She sees it. She's like, you know, you're you're a wolf. She's like,
1: I just want you just so you know. She's like, because uh, he says Johnny distracted me. I looked away and right. I cut off my hand. And she goes, you know that's not what happened.
0: Yeah, you, know, you, you cut your own hand. She's off. like, you
1: cut your own hand off. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she goes, he goes, what are you doing? She goes, I'm You're telling you, trap. I'm telling you your life. Yeah, I'm telling you your life. I'm telling you like, your yeah. life because you can't see it. Here's what happened. I can see it right playing in you. You're a wolf, which she lifted from the liquor, from start, a liquor store. From the liquor store. She's like, you're a wolf. And you realized that you were engaged to this girl, and it felt like a trap. And rather than be stuck in this trap, you chewed your own hand off. And think about that. The The wolf inside you is so powerful that you're willing to chew your own hand off rather than be trapped. And that's what happened, and it's not Johnny's fault. And he stands up.
0: I don't think she's wrong either.
1: No, which is fucked. Like, he did that on purpose to get out of an engagement.
0: That the The lizard brain did it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Which I the wolf brain I
1: super yeah. dig that,
0: yeah. and uh, and you can see in his eyes that he believes her too. Yeah,
1: and he's he, but doesn't
0: want to, mm-mm. which is really good fucking acting,
1: Maxwell. Yeah, and there is a couple of things in this movie, him and later when Dad stands up, when Cosmo stands up and slams the table. Yeah, th- that big Italian ma- male bravado that then.
0: Fades away immediately. Conce- yeah. yeah like concedes.
1: you get that big flash of anger and then it, it, it recedes immediately because he's st- It's like a pop in the fire. Pop! Yeah, because he, he, he stands up and he flips the table and Cher just looks at him like, you done? Yep. And then he steps up to her and pulls her up out of the chair by the arms and kisses her. And she like pulls back for a second and then kisses him too and you realize like, oh, these oh, two shit. were fucking meant for each other. Yep. Well cuz he he points out to her too. He's like, "Why you marry my brother Johnny? He's an idiot." Yeah. Like you're <laughs> clearly not an Yeah, insane. you're clearly not an idiot. You're like this fiery Italian chick who's got some interesting insights. And they they kiss and this is my this is my favorite line. Single line, single moment of the movie. Nicolas Cage sweeps her up into his arms and goes, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> 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 because dude, they hated each oh, other oh yeah 30 seconds like, i before can't this. believe
0: i'm about to fuck you yeah, he's like
1: god damn it but he picks her up and it's son of a bitch <laughs> it's the weirdest <laughs> way anyone's ever said that phrase it's the only nicholas cage can say it that way and it's perfect
0: and her pillow talk is really weird, too. When they finally what? get into the bedroom, she's like, fuck, fuck them out of me or something. Well, or,
1: well, they start walking, and he's, he's, she's like, where are we going? He goes, I'm you, taking you to, to my bed. bed. And she goes, oh, okay, I don't even care. <laughs> right, I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. Take me to your bed. And then in the middle of this really funny scene is one of the most beautiful lines I've ever heard in a romance. He throws her down on the bed and kind of gets over her. And he said, "It gets lost in the shuffle because the rest of the dialogue is so heightened." But he g- he says to her, kind of quietly, "I was dead," and she goes, "So was I." Yeah. And then it's, lo- I mean, it's 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 bookended it's lo- by book- son of by a so bitch much, and right. you know, and and he go, she goes, "I get it. You're mad at your brother. Take your revenge out on me. Right. Leave uh, leave him nothing but the skin over my bones." Yeah
0: fuck dude i know it's like it's that heavy that's heavy, heavy heavy it's shit. like this
1: wild impassioned italian and it
0: is that's it's it's all passion it's just it's like pure passion yeah
1: in the best possible way it's bizarrely romantic it's so fucking it's biz- romantic you
0: know why it, you know why it is so romantic is because it's fucking real
1: mm-hmm.
0: absolutely it's, it's ugly and gross. it's not like candle lit and like yeah, all not this like, weird like
1: i'm going to kiss you no, it's, it's la, 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 take your revenge la, la, out hun. Bird has there. an opinion no it's operatic oh, it operatic. is operatic it's, there you go it's very heightened it's it's but I mean
0: the way to say it's real it's like is, is real in the movie sense real
1: it's pure romance man it's yeah. this is I, it's kind of the way that people talk in romance novels but the the I think what saves it for me from being melodramatic as opposed to just beautifully dramatic mm-hmm. is that I was dead yeah kind of line because they both recognize, like, I have been utterly miserable, and something about you made some old matches strike in yeah. me. You know, like I this I have a flame again just mm-hmm. from talking to you. You crazy person who I kind of actually don't like that much, but fuck, You're I love still you.
0: Still horrible at dealing cards, but you know.
1: Well, because no hand. <laughs> so they go sorry. to they go to bed. I mean, we, sorry. It's early. You're on a fast. It's okay. <laughs> So they they go to sleep, and is this the moonlight night?
0: Cosmo's moon. Yes, it is.
1: Before we get to Cosmo's moon. His name's
0: Cosmo, and it's it's about the moon and the, mm -hmm. yeah.
1: There's a mystery to that that I really like, where Cosmo's out one night, and there's like that-
0: The story of the Cosmo's moon, and oh my God, I love it so so much.
1: It sounds like myth, almost. It is. Like a New York myth. It's their family myth. But there's, of cosmos. Before we moon. get too far from the scene, because the line is a juxtaposition that's kind of funny, is she is in bed with Nicolas Cage, and Nicholas, she goes like, "Leave him nothing but the skin over mm-hmm. my bones." We cut to her house where her family's sitting down for dinner, and they go, "Where's, where's, what's her name, she, uh, whatever?" They're basically like, "Where's, where's Cher?" And she goes, "I don't know. She must be eating out."
0: And i'm like ooh, <laughs> see that's
1: how you be risque in a pj movie
0: well they were you're wearing your pjs i think that's why my <laughs> so,
1: i well yeah i just i just woke up girl, but, um actually i just woke up five minutes ago <laughs> yeah, seriously <laughs> but um they're eating spaghetti like spaghetti and meatballs like a very traditional italian type meal drinking a lot they're of wine drinking
0: wine out of not wine glasses, but glasses. Mm-hmm. Which I always like I that, that in movies. Because it's, it's not a spe- it's, a it's not a fancy thing. thing. It's not yeah, a fancy it's thing. It's not a fancy thing. We drink
1: wine. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that detail, too. I love um, wine. I also love wine. <laughs> that's part of the big Christmas plan this year at camp. Mm-hmm. My, my brother texted me. He, he's not even a wine drinker. But two years ago, we spent all Christmas drinking wine and playing chess. That sounds mm-hmm. incredible. It is. It's the way to spend Christmas. And he was like, hey, um... Are you gonna bring wine this year? I was like, "Fuck yeah, bro! I got you covered." He's like a he's like a Miller High Life dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he likes his whiskey I'm drinks and stuff. I'm a PBR guy, absolutely. Yeah, but he's like, "Are you uh?" <clears throat> I'm not I'm not gay or nothing, but are you bringing wine? It was like it was that <laughs> yeah. vibe, you know. And I was like, "Oh, dude, wine is on the we way. Got you. Don't sweat it." <laughs> God, my youper brother. Can't I can wait him. till I
0: get under 200 and I can start drinking wine again. Yeah.
1: We'll celebrate together when you Absolutely. get down under 200 I'm
0: gonna By that time, I might be able to save up enough for a bottle of Chateau Margot, 1990. <laughs> it's only $2,300. Oh, is that
1: all? Yeah. With Nail and I, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so the old man, there's this great bit, because they're all talking, they're just kind of casually chatting, and uh, their friends who run a shop, the The parents' friends, Cher's parents' friends run a shop, and they're talking about, the, the husband's talking about Cosmo's Moon. But I like this little bit of business that happens... Outside of that conversation where the old man He's Gets up the dogs. and he brings his plate Over to the dogs and he feeds All of his spaghetti and meatballs to his dogs And then he comes back with no plate in his hands And sits down and his someone else Goes oh uh, uh, Grandpa needs a plate, a new plate They make a new plate and he goes to pick it up to bring it To the dogs and Cher's mom says Old man you give those dogs another piece Of my food I'm gonna kick you until you're dead <laughs>
0: And that's happening while this other thing is happening. Yeah, they're the talking about like guy. this
1: beautiful full moon, but dude, the phrasing of that. Oh man, <laughs> you give you those dogs another that. piece of my food, I'm gonna kick you till you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like the most he sits right the fuck down. <laughs> Cause she means it, she, man. He, you
0: know he's not gonna fuck her out. He's not gonna risk it for I the best, love,
1: like. No, I love the Italian women in this movie, man. Oh, they
0: they are in charge of everything, yeah, baby.
1: That's another thing you see in this in this movie, like uh, later on when we see the uh the their their friends. I don't know exactly who they are. I think they're just like friends of the family. Mm-hmm. Um when later on the mo- Cosmo's moon comes up. And the old man goes over to the the, the shopkeeper guy, goes over to the it's window. It's Cosmo's moon. And he goes, look, it's Cosmo's moon. And is he out there? Is Cosmo out there right you, now? Is he out there? Is who? And his wife's still in bed. And she's like, Cosmo. is who out there? And he goes, Cosmo. And he turns back to look at her. And she, and she has such a beautiful line. She goes, you know what I'm you... I'm
0: sorry. I love this scene so much. You, I might
1: cry. You know what you look like in that moonlight right like there? And 30 he goes, years younger. what? She goes, you look about 25. About 25. Yeah. That's what and he doesn't look about 25 but in her eyes he does though and and the way she's looking at him from the bed and the way he's looking at her it's not even like that lustful lascivious thing it's just like like, there's
0: the man i married there's my fuck
1: yeah dude it's like it's that you know what i see when i look at you the girl i married fuck yeah and they've been together for like 40 years or 50 years or whatever and you can tell like it, this is a little moment because yeah they go through every day yeah. love is boring yeah. sometimes but in, there's these little moments at 50. when
0: cosmos
1: moon comes through the window I mean, and your wife is bathed they in moonlight. love each other so much and it's like the moon reminds them like you know what I love you, lady. And he comes over to the bed and she's he like, does- what are you doing? Stop it. She's like, no, you better no, 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 not. No, and he's kind of crawling <laughs> towards her and she's like- Woo. What are you doing? What are you doing? They cut stop away. It. What are you doing? And we see Cher looking at the moon and then you realize that Cher might be the most beautiful human who's ever lived yep. and you're like, oh my God. Yep. She's. It's like she fell off Olympia. The
0: moon is capable of-
1: Into an apartment building and yeah. now the moon is shining on her. <sighs> She, doesn't she leave by moonlight, or she stays? She stays. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, she co- she comes home the next morning because uh, John or uh, Robbie gets up and takes her back to bed. Er, Ronnie gets up and takes her back to bed. And then we see uh, it's kind of sad. We see Cher's mom alone. Yeah. Um. Because the uh, Cosmo drank too much and fell asleep, so he missed his moon. You know, every, all these other couples are awake, and, and I, I like that their relationship is damaged because it allows us to fix it. Yep. You know, that's really cool. Uh, so she, the, I think the next thing we see is Cosmo with the pipes. Cosmo in, like, the people's apartment, because we're about to be introduced that's to right. Cosmo's affair.
0: That's right, because we need this to have the conversation at the diner with... Uh, with John Mahoney, which, yeah. which
1: is... Amazing, but we see Cosmo like at, selling pipes to work. a couple. He, well, he's he's like, so you can do. I love it, dude. He's kneeling down by their by their plumbing and he's looking at it, and he's he's looking at like these kind of crappy pipes, and he look turns turns to him and he goes, ten thousand eight hundred dollars, and you're like, whoa, what are, what are you quoting them for? And they're like, that seems kind of high, and he goes, well, you know, there's you got three options. You could do it cheap with aluminum pipes. I don't use aluminum. And then you could use, like, steel pipes if you wanted it to rust and go bad in five years. Or you could use copper Coppa. pipes, and copper's all <laughs> I use. And it's more expensive because you're paying for savings. Right. Like, uh, it, costs yeah, it costs money to save money. Yeah, it costs money to save money. Because, like, hmm, like, I think that's I think hmm. you are not good. <laughs> but the husband's like
0: okay and yeah. the wife is like are you fucking dude it's stupid right there's now." there's
1: another couple with the same dynamic where the wife's like no we see him no, for no, 30
0: no. seconds and you understand you everything. know the dynamic yep. the husband's
1: like well now honey hold on i think what he's saying is making a lot of sense and the wife's like are you stupid
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can see her just they are the girl walking down the street meme where the one is copper pipe and yeah the other yeah one is... <laughs> Sensibility <laughs> about finances. Yeah, sensibility
1: look, about yeah. finances is looking incredulously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Cosmo, we see Cosmo at dinner with his affair. Mm-hmm. And he's he's given her like this beautiful necklace thing. And she's like, oh, Cosmo. It felt a lot like giving a treat to a dog, though. You think? A little bit. I, I think. Of-
0: I got you this thing, this necklace. But that's like a sort of a. He is not very romantic.
1: I disagree. Let's skip a little bit around the movie to touch on three scenes that I think illustrate Cosmo's relationship with his wife and Cosmo's okay. relationship with his affair. Okay. The whole thing with Cosmo cheating is summed up in that line near the end, where uh, Cher's mom has a theory because she keeps asking these different men that she we're meets,
0: afraid of death.
1: Why do that. men? Yeah, why do men chase Jeez, women? And everyone's got these romantic ideas, but but Cher's mom has a Theory she thinks that men chase Women because they fear death And young women make them feel Alive like they can stop death And she has a great line where she says right to Cosmo and She goes I just want you to know that no matter What you do you're gonna yeah. die like everyone Else and he goes thank you for that Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed Now <laughs> but uh, Thank you for that when we see When when we see every Other couple interact There's a tenderness mm-hmm. where Like when, when Nicolas Cage sees Cher for the first time after she's gotten her hair done and her eyebrows plucked and she's wearing her dress and her new shoes. He goes, wow, you look amazing. You look beautiful. What a beautiful he's, he's, dress. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for, yeah, thank you. The, actually, that's the line. He goes, He goes. thank you. And she goes, for what? And he goes, for the hair and for the beautiful dress. Like, thank, thanks her for putting forth the effort for right. being as beautiful so that he can... Marvel in her beauty like that's a pleasurable Thing being around someone who is Really attractive yes, and is. done done Up that like, people don't think of it that way but That is that's pleasure mm-hmm. And he's like thank you and We contrast that almost immediately Because there's this there's this funny Little farcical thing where they're at The opera and Cosmo and his affair are At the opera too so it's two people cheating that's, At the opera yeah but the, the contrasting line is Cosmo's looking around, not paying attention to his date, and she goes, you didn't even notice my dress. And he goes, yeah, your dress is very nice. And she goes, thank you. She had to, like, ask, ask for him. it. He's disinterested. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> surprised me, like, Trinity. But so there's that scene. There's the scene where he gives her the bauble, but really he just wants to talk about his copper pipes. Yeah. And we realize that his affair... Is the only relationship in kind of in the movie where the people aren't invested in each other? Not You've, even a little. Even he's,
0: the, when he drops her off and he drives away, he's like, "God damn it!" Yeah, his face is like disinterested, almost
1: not disgusted, but just like, "Ugh." It's that. It's that phrase. Like he's conducting a miserable affair. Yep. He's. This is. He's trying. He's trying to recapture his youth, but sh- his wife knows that, mm-hmm. that that's not going to work.
0: And I don't think he's really. Yeah, because he's not happy with the affair. He's doing it because of the, the reason.
1: Right. The yeah, it's it. He doesn't want this girl. He just wants to not die. Yep. You know, and I think that's pretty on the money because if you he he and his wife have this like, they butt heads and she busts his balls and oh he drank too much. His father creeps to bed at one o'clock in the morning all drunk and then he doesn't touch me. Oh, it's miserable. Marriage is miserable. So there's the there's two scenes and then the third scene that I think illustrates Cosmo's actual romanticism is in the end when. We, we don't see him do anything big. Everything Cosmo does is like, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to have another glass of wine. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. talk about it. Here's your. When at the very end, in that beautiful scene, when Cher's mom looks at him, just everyone's sitting in silence, and she looks across the table at Cosmo and goes, I want you to stop seeing her. And Cosmo stands up and slams his hand down on the table. It's the first time we've seen him do anything. Anything big, remotely alive, yep. and then he sits back down and says, "Okay."
0: And that's the end of that.
1: That's it. You know, <sighs> like, and then there's this moment where he he sits down and says, "Okay," and then she goes, "And I what the fuck?" There's another part to it where she's like, "And I want you to blah 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 blah." Right. And he goes, "All right." And he's just. I think he realizes like she's she's right. He, he doesn't want this affair going on. I, no, this affair sucks. Yep, it's boring. It's costing him a lot of money. He doesn't give a shit about this girl. Well,
0: that and that reads in the performance. If you go back and watch the movie again, that's all there. He's yeah. not happy with this no, fucking. He doesn't
1: like this affair. Nah. He's not enjoying his time with this He's woman. Doing it because of the reason. Because of the reason. Yeah. But there's this great moment where, for the first time in the movie, Cosmo smiles and he smiles at his wife and he says. In Italian, he says, I love you. Mm-hmm. And
0: she says, I love you, too. Yeah. In Italian. She
1: says, I love you, I love you too. And everyone's... And they're like...
0: And they got a long road to hoe. It's not like everything has been mended, either. Yeah. But you see it in their eyes, like, we can do this. It's
1: it, it's not even that. <laughs> I think that they're more... I think that they are... They've been in the trenches long enough to know. Right. It's just... I don't, yeah. I don't think that there is a lot of hurt and recrimination. I, I think that's the bill of goods that we get sold a lot as a society, which is... Do you, you remember being you remember being like young and in love 17 years oh old yeah. like 18 years old and you find out that your girlfriend kissed another guy and you're like oh god why i'm going to drink myself my life is over. i'm going to go driving with a gun in my mouth you fucking by the time i'm 29 By the time you hit this age, it's like, man, I got drunk at a party and I kissed that other guy. Anyone who is still going like, that is an utter betrayal. It's an ultimate betrayal. You have destroyed everything that's sweet between us. If that is enough to completely rattle the foundation of your relationship, you didn't have much of a fucking relationship. I think these people, I think Cosmo and his wife... They've been around long enough. I
0: like the way they've been in the trenches.
1: They've been in the trenches. Yeah. They Co- Cosmo's been fucking this woman for like what a month, maybe or two months yeah. or however long, and it made the mom. I get a sense of
0: maybe about half a year actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's been a- maybe it started in the spring.
1: Yeah. These are practical people who understand what a relationship is. This is not that bullshit high school thing. People talk about the super high divorce rate in the United States. I think a lot of that is just holding on to these really staid and outdated ideas of what romantic love is. Where it's like, we need to be in love all the time. There need to be rose petals. Why aren't you pampering me? It's
0: the Nicolas Cage monologue. It's the post- Labo opera fucking monologue. Yeah, man.
1: absolutely, and I think that's why I, I think that's why I love Cosmo and and his wife's relationship yeah. so much. Which is like, I need you to end this affair. Okay, I will. And after that, they're pretty much good again. Yep. That that is a strong relationship to me. He fucked up. He's having a midlife crisis. It could have gone the other way. She could be fucking a younger man or whatever. As long as they she both, entertains the idea for a moment with John Mahoney. But she sticks to her guns, and I I like that she, in that John Mahoney bit, that is her allowing herself a brief emotional vent. Yep, she's like, "This is I am flirting with this guy. We are kind of having a little a moment of intimacy." But at the end of the day, I'm going to remain true to my marriage. You know, she
0: dips her toe in to see him
1: there. She's like, "No, my pool is fine." Yeah, man. And and I that's why I like their relationship. They to me are a they they to me are a strong couple who understands that a relationship it doesn't have to be like you're Your not life is complex. You don't own. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't own another person and people make mistakes. Do we want to tank everything we've got? It's or not we, like
0: carte blanche to like have affairs at, at will. And a spe- what like.
1: I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I really like about it, cause ultimately I don't think they have a bad relationship. There's yeah. just this one thing that's bad, you know? Yeah. Cause have I been a good, well that's what, that's what she says. Have I been a good wife? And he goes, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Like, of course you have. Do you think I don't think you're a good wife? You're a great wife. Which, again, is like, that's not why I'm cheating. I'm cheating because I'm afraid to die and I'm getting old. Yeah. And she's like, I need you to stop that. And we need to. It's so I like the practicality of it. Mm-hmm. You know? And the the beautiful thing about that is everyone else in the movie, including them, are Hyper dramatic the whole time. It's that Italian fiery. Give me the big knife. I'm going to cut my throat. But at the end of the day, the way they handle their relationship is utterly practical. It's yep. like you you stop doing this affair and let's get back to being a married couple. Keep, we'll go like, back into adjusting my jacket. I know. I, I like it. Actually, you're like, it's a lot of <laughs> it's because it's of that. Of, it's
0: like it's we're talking about Italians. Like I got to do a, <laughs> the, jacket, my, the, the jacket, jacket shrug.
1: shrug. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We, the people who make themselves most miserable In this movie And I think maybe in real life too Are the people who can't get out of that That like high drama high school thing Like every slight is the end of the world mm-hmm. you, Oh you said a mean thing to me I'm gonna sleep on the couch Okay look you can go to bed in the same bed And be mad at each other Yeah why not? Why Why would you sleep on the couch? The bed is perfectly fine. We're both humans. We both fuck up. We're mad at each other right now. We'll be less mad at each other tomorrow. And if we talk about it a little, it will, it'll all go away. Or we can be hyper dramatic and go for a long drive and let's get a divorce. Fuck you. Right. Calm down. Calm down. We're all just so goddamn hyper. Every- is like dialed to 9000 like, god all the time and
0: we we forget to breathe maybe it is the red wine we just need to drink more red wine i don't know maybe <laughs> we need to smoke more weed <laughs> i can get behind that
1: if you drink too much red wine you turn into bring me the big night <laughs> right
0: that's what happened you end up putting your fucking
1: mitt in a slicer so we we see share's mom go out for dinner alone because at this point in the movie share is fallen in love with Ronnie big time she they wake up the day sharon and ronnie wake up the day after their affair yeah
0: after cosmos moon
1: right and ronnie's like you can't marry my brother and she's like why not and he goes because i love you and she slaps him twice <laughs> i love the first slap and then the big slap yeah she slaps him and then she's like i'm going to go again Whapah! snap out of it <laughs> and then they get to the door and ronnie goes listen to me i i love you enough and I love opera. I love you, and I love opera. And if you come to the opera with me, I would be willing to give up all the rest of my days of my life. And it's that like elevated Italian, Italian high school yeah, yeah. romance. Like I'll, I'll you go to the opera with me, and you'll never see Just me again because I will kill ha- myself right. in happiness. And she's like, okay, I'll go to the opera with you. And she goes out, and she gets her hair dyed, and she gets her eyebrows plucked, and she buys a new dress, and she buys some new shoes, and. She goes out to the opera and Cosmo and his affair go out to the opera. And Cher's mom goes out to dinner alone. John Mahoney's there. He gets another drink thrown in his face. A different a different young woman. Different young, loom- different woman, young yeah. woman. And she's she's looking at him and they they have like an exchange, and John Mahoney says something rude and then apologizes for it. He's like, I'm sorry. That was rude. I I didn't mean to say that.
0: I like that it's the same bit. Clear the plate. Leave no sign of her. Leave like no trace al- of her. Yeah, she's a very me attractive
1: alleged. mental patient. She's, right, she yeah. says to the, <laughs> the restaurant. I'm about to do it
0: again. Oh, I stopped myself.
1: Good. Wow, I don't know what it's that is. It's an OCD tech. It is. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to take my
0: hey, jacket everybody. off
1: so I stop fucking doing that shit. You're, you're like um, um, Rodney Dangerfield over there. Like, hey, 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 hey I'm, just, I get no respect. I get no respect. God damn it. <laughs> but uh, he joins Cher's mom for dinner and they start talking. Meanwhile, back at the opera, Cher and Ronnie are watching the opera. And Cher doesn't really get it until she gets it. Mm-hmm. And then she starts to cry. Yeah, And she and J- Ronnie have this really amazing bit where he, he takes her hand really gently. And he kind of, he doesn't make any move to like wipe her tears off her face. Because he's like, because he knows. He's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, you get op- it. Opera Operas, does this. Yeah.
1: No, I'm going to let you cry. Go ahead. This is what this is for. You know, and then we're we're back with Cher's mom and and uh, uh, John Mahoney, and she's like, "Why do men chase women?" And he talks he talks about how he's he's lived his life and lived his life and event he's like, I, I got into this. He teaches English, right? Yeah, he's a professor. Yeah, and he's like, I got into this because he teaches communication. That's right. And he's like, I got into it because I was really excited by it. But after about five years of doing it, you, there's nothing there's no there's nothing new, there's no new excitement. You're just doing things by rote. Regurgitating all this regurgitating yeah. it by rote. And then every once in a while I'd look out into that sea of faces. He works at a college. Mm-hmm. And he's like, You look you look out in that sea of faces and you see a beautiful young girl or your beautiful young face and she's just so swept up in it because it's all new to it's her. It's new to her, yeah. And you realize if you just change that from communication class to a relationship, you're like, after five years you're doing things by rote, it gets really boring, and then you see somebody who hasn't been with you for ten years. And they're enthralled by you and they think you're cool and they think you're interesting and they think you're new. That's why people have affairs. His whole, dude, the, that... He's explaining it all. He's explain yeah. And I like that Cher's mom misses it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get, he's explaining to her through a basic, if she took it as a metaphor, that would explain yes, why exactly. men chase women. But she misses it. And she, so she asks him outright. She's like, why do men chase women? And he's like, I don't know basically is like to make you feel young to make you feel like vital again and she goes i have a theory i think it's because they're afraid of death and that'll keep coming back and one of my favorite moments is when johnny <laughs> gives her like a stupid answer from the bible and then offhandedly he goes or i don't know maybe it's because they're afraid of death and she's like
0: yes it. that That's is it. it thank you johnny
1: <laughs> you gave me my answer and he's like but i think probably it's the bible and she goes no 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 no, no. no, no, no. you are You're right, right. <laughs> Just waiting to hear her own idea told, told back to her. Yes. So, John John Mahoney and Cher's mom have dinner and they, they go out. And they're getting along very well. Yeah. They, they have a very nice.
0: She's age appropriate.
1: <laughs> which she points out. Actually, later I on. I might she be says, a little old for you. I might be a little old for you. And he goes, What are you talking about? That's been my problem this whole time. <laughs> but I like when they get out onto the pavement and he's like, "Thanks, Thank you for joining me for dinner. What a wonderful conversation. He goes, May I walk with you for a little bit? And mm-hmm. she goes, Yeah, sure. So they start walking back to her place and they run into grandpa, which is fine. It's fun. It's a little throwaway bit because grandpa, it, that's a no stakes thing. Cause that not, it comes back briefly as a joke, but there's no, there's no consequences no, yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah. But I love what happens when they get back to her place, her house. And he goes, it's freezing out here. And she goes, yeah. And he goes, maybe I could come in for a drink. She goes, no. no. And he's like, well, I just
0: was well, everyone awake is someone awake is, is
1: someone awake is someone home. She goes, no, it's nope. just me in the house. And that's why. And he goes, "Ooh, it sure is cold. And she goes, you're just a little boy who likes to be naughty. And she's like, and he's like, mm. Ooh, it sure is chilly. And she goes, well, you better start walking home. And they, yeah, I, I love because there's no, there's no bitterness at all. John Not even like, a like, you lead, you leading me on. It's that moment to me is so beautifully romantic. It is. It, dude, it's Strangers in the Night. And he's but, like, would
0: you be okay if I kissed you on the cheek?
1: Yeah, she kisses him on the cheek, and he goes, could I kiss you? Hey, could I Could I kiss you on the cheek? And she goes, yeah, sure. Just like that offhand, like, yep, yeah, sure. why not? And he kisses her on the cheek. He doesn't try anything funny. Nope. They kiss each other on the cheek, and they say their goodnights, and they go their separate ways. It's fucking incredible. I love it. And I, what I love most about it is how happy John Mahoney looks. He, he is smiling he is He's a different prey. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. He's delighted. Yep. He's like, what a awesome night that was. And then off he goes back home, maybe having learned something, maybe not. Maybe not, but it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a that moment. It's beautiful moment. Is, moment. Yeah, it really, really is. And, and the John fa-
0: Mahoney smile is just so fucking warm.
1: RIP. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. God damn it. He's, he's amazing. He was, he's an amazing yep. actor. He's a phenomenal talent and he's criminally underused. Anybody, I mean, honestly, I love, I love Frazier. Mm hmm. I think probably John Mahoney is the best performance throughout that series. He's ama- he's incredible. Kelsey is great. Ev- yep. Everyone in Frasier's great. I love that show, but and John Mahoney's not a big part of it. But, but damn, he's,
0: he's is he's kind of the he's not the glue, but he's definitely the like heart. the heart
1: of it. Yeah, yeah, man. John Mahoney is the heart of Frasier. He's I I fucking love John Mahoney.
0: Yeah, that he, you pull him out of it is just too highfalutin. Snobs and no one likes that. Yeah,
1: you you need your everyman to ground yeah. us. You need your dirty recliner. It's weird. That's why I didn't like Frasier originally. Um, I was like, oh, it's just a bunch of jokes about how smart people are smart and smarmy, and yeah. oh, these people are so pretentious. Until I realized that that's the point. Yeah, you're not meant to to like identify with Frasier and Niles, you're meant to laugh at, at Fraser and Niles. Absolutely. Which is you why identify Fraser with was
0: from Cheers. Like, he was that character at the bar that Sam and, well, Woody would make fun of.
1: Right, right, right. Like
0: Because it's oh yes, I'm very proper and huh, and my wife and ho huh, ho. Huh, huh. And you're not
1: meant to be like, yes. Ah, oh, you tell them Fraser, all these lowbrow. that's not the point of Fraser. Fraser's like, you are so fucking pretentious, <laughs> I can barely <laughs> right, deal <exactly>. with it.
0: <laughs> well, let's make a show about it. And they did and it's incredible.
1: Oh um so the next so we've we've gotten the mom home. That's Seattle, right? Yeah. Fraser okay. Frazier's right. in Seattle. Cheers is in Boston. Yeah. Boston. Yeah. 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 Um but so we've gotten Cher's mom home. Dad's still out catting around at the opera. Cher, the the interaction where they find each other. like,
0: Well, yeah. It's like, what are you doing at the opera? Hey, what are you doing at the opera? Who's
1: he? You're engaged to be married. And she's like, you are you married. You are married <laughs> and to he, my mom. Yeah, to my mom. And she's like, you're my daughter. He goes, you're my father. And he goes... We shall not speak of this. <laughs> we shall not. We shall not speak I did not this. see you here. She goes. I don't know what I saw. And then they off they go, both feeling shitty about themselves. Yep. And Nicolas Cage takes her out for a drink at a bar. They barely touch their drinks. Well, Nicolas Cage, he does it right. He's like, I mean, I fucking paid for this. Yeah, so right. Go, Blam! <laughs> he slams that shit down. And then they they go out walking, and and shares feeling really bad about herself, and she's like. And Johnny, she's like, oh, God, I'm out here just betraying my, your brother's trust and I'm wrecking my marriage. And Nicolas Cage goes, you're making me feel guilty. And she goes, you are guilty. I'm guilty. And I mean, God, dude, this scene this scene to me is, this is how you pull off kind of a hyper dramatic. This, this moment to me made me kind of momentarily understand why people read romance novels. Because mm-hmm. it is stilted. But yeah. Man, is it beautiful? She's she, she's like, uh, he's like, don't why are you marrying Johnny? He's an idiot. You you waited until the right man came along and you married him. And she's like, I just, the right man didn't come along again. And he goes, I'm here. And she goes, You're late. What's late? What is late? Fuck you. Yeah, he's like you. But he's 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 talking about love, and she's like, You can conquer. She's like, You know, maybe maybe love does come along, but I can make a decision not to do something. You know, I can I can decide not to do something and and I can be better. I can be better because otherwise, what's the point of being in this world that God made for us? You know, like blah, blah, blah. Right. And what she's after. We talked about it in The Shape of Water. What she's after is is like, uh, not perfect. Yeah. Perfection. Mm-hmm.
0: She wants perfect. Perfect relationship. The perfect idea of what love is. Right. Right.
1: That, that you can master yourself and make something work. Hmm. And Nicolas Cage is basically like. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's, don't got, be stupid. It's like we got eighty years if we're lucky.
0: Yeah. Why if would we're lucky?
1: Why would you ever select misery? What are you fucking talking about? And his, she she says like it could. She's like nothing is perfect. There is no such thing as perfect love. And Nicolas Cage, it, she starts to walk away, and he goes, wait, and he goes, he goes, we're not here to make, we're not here to make things perfect. Snowflakes are perfect. The stars are perfect. We're here to break our hearts Mm-mm. and die. <laughs> God damn it! He is not wrong. He says. He even said. I think earlier in that speech, he's like, he's like, love is, love is awful. Yeah. He's like, love screws it's dirty. up. Dirty. Yeah, like. Fu- yeah. He says it screws everything up and it makes things hard and makes things hurt. But he's like, that's the whole, that's point, whole point of, of love. It. That's yeah. why we do this thing. He's like, we're, we're not here to make things perfect. We're here to break our hearts and die. That is one of the great movie lines, man. It's so good. And she goes upstairs with him. And then... Back to my bed. And then... Well, she's like, I'm freezing to death. And he goes, come on in. Yeah. I don't even care why you come. No, that's not true. And that's when he goes into the big speech. Yes. But, dude, that the morning after is one of my favorite things ever because it's told, there's no dialogue because it's Cher doing... I, I hate this term, the walk of shame.
0: It isn't a walk of shame. She's doing a walk of happy, man. She's kicking a can, she's smiling. Alive. The sun just,
1: sun that, just coming up. Oh that's what God. I want to talk about: is the the shoes and the can. She walks out of the house and she's got these red, glittering, high heeled, beautiful it's, it's shoes. Your opera
0: shoes, brand baby. new,
1: just bought them. And she's kicking a crumpled beer can down the street, and I said, "The shoes are your heart." Why keep your heart pristine if you can't enjoy the simple pleasure of kicking a can on a clear morning? Mm-hmm. She's taken. This is a visual representation that she's accepted Johnny's absolutely. or, or Rob, Ronnie's absolutely. argument. Absolutely.
0: And the look, and she's not like skipping down the lane, big no. shit-eating grin on her face. Her face is perfect in this moment.
1: Yeah, she is perfect in this moment.
0: She is absolutely this whole. Yeah. This this I
1: love it. T- this scene to me reminds me of the Annie Hall sunrise on the yes. bench. you know, like oh my god, yes. There's something about morning in New York. Not morning in real New York, morning in, in 1987 1987's Nostalgic movie New, York, New yes. York. Yeah, where it's
0: it's like you can almost smell it. Like oh, I like I like I like yes. I almost smell that eggs in eggs in a basket that they were making on the stove at yeah. the beginning of this. Like you, you, you can, can smell, smell the the red that baking
1: cris- and the exhaust and you can smell All the garbage that, yes. and the, but the breeze coming in off the the river you like You can hear the it, Yeah, man. Oh it my God. it so perfectly puts you in that place. And I like it. She was I got like oh so I get goosebumps, goosebumps just bumpies, now.
0: I know but like she John and Casey like yeah I know New York's great what the fuck is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> well John's been watching New York sunrises recently that's right on his if you look on his like I Facebook or his YouTube he's doing posts about like I enjoyed another New York morning and you're like it's pretty but it's not 1985 Night? 1987 exactly. New York Woody Allen New York pretty like there's a I don't think that Lou Reed's New York City exists anymore
0: it's not it's just like Las Vegas doesn't exist anymore <laughs>
1: Something becomes overly commodified and you s- you sell the romance of a place mm-hmm. until all the romance is gone. It's all Disneyland gone. now. Yeah. But but boy, I'm glad the movies are still around. Yeah. So she's there's something so pure about her kicking the can. And then she gets home and her mom's like, "Where have you been?" And <laughs> Cher looks at her mom and she's like, "Are you drunk?" She's like, <laughs> "I'm hungover." No. "But I'm hungover. Where are you?" Johnny's on his way and she's like, "What?" She's like, "You got a love bite right on look your like neck." Garbage. She looks She looks like, bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but good bad. But like good bad, yes. Um cuz we we kind of glossed it because it's not that great. It's okay. Johnny shows up at the house the night before. And they all thought he was still in Sicily, but he's back in New my York. My mother made a recovery. <laughs> yeah. She Oh my god, it's the best ever. It was a miracle. Do, you, do you, let's just dive into the breakfast scene. Oh god. Share sits down. Well, it's no, his she, mom is his mom and Cher mom and share like at the beginning. Yep. and she's like, "You got a love bite on your neck. You got to cover that up." Johnny's back in town. No, he's not. He's in Sicily. Yeah, his mother made a miraculous recovery. Which, by the way, that is amazing. She's like, she was she was white as the sh- white as a grave shroud. She was inches moments from death, and then <laughs> I and then I told her that I was gonna marry share, and she stood up. And she started cooking and she made, she made meals breakfast for everybody. She made breakfast for the mourners. All the mourners. <laughs> and I'm like, just exactly like a movie Italian. Absolutely. Mother she's like, I've decided not to die. You guys look all underfed. You're <laughs> looking skinny, Carl. Here you go. Come on, you're looking awful on, skinny. You, I got to make some bread. If you're not going to cook for yourselves, I'll cook for you. Now, put that cigarette out and everybody, somebody get me a glass of wine. So she gets up off the bed and makes a huge meal. She ate a feast. <laughs> <laughs> so um
0: danny aiello is so fucking incredible he's awesome in this. this
1: and he's a pretty small role but yeah. god damn it is he funny um so Cher's like trying to cover up her love bite and she goes to the uh mom goes to the door to buy Cher a second and mom opens the door and it's ronnie in his shearling jacket again Yep, and no he's in a no. black overcoat because he cleaned way the hell up he looks great oh, yeah. and he goes Mrs. Uh, what's her name? Uh, it's like Mrs. Mrs. Cosmo. Mrs. Cosmo. I don't. It's. I think it's like Cara. Kara Fanaducci. I don't know. Yeah. I don't we'll, want to do that. That's an
0: Italian. I don't know what it Italian. is,
1: but we'll we'll call her Mrs. Cosmo. No, I don't want to do that either. We'll call her Dukakis. Mrs. Dukakis. <laughs> <laughs> he opens the door and he's like, he goes, Mrs. Dukakis, hi, I'm I'm Ronnie, I'm Johnny's brother. It's a pleasure to meet you. She goes, come on in. You got a love bite on your <laughs> neck. <laughs> and Cher's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm here to meet the family. We're yeah. going to get this all out on the table. And Fuck. you see Cher trying to do that, like that thing her dad is doing, which is like, no, no, no. We just never speak of this again. We bury it. We got it. And he's like, no, nope. not today. We're doing this. This is happening because I Life's fucking love fucking you. too fucking short, yeah, baby. So they get in there and he gets to the door and. Mom knows. Mom knows that this is happening. Mom
0: knows everything. She
1: goes, you, uh, you want some oatmeal? And she like, no. And, and Ro- I love Ronnie. Some oatmeal sounds lovely, Mrs. Dukakis. Thank you. I'm sure this will be delicious. Sits down, gets some oatmeal, gets some coffee. Uh, I think the next person who comes down is Cosmo.
0: I think it's Cosmo. He comes
1: down and sits down. And he goes, hi, who are you? And he goes, I'm Ronnie. I'm Johnny's brother. <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you. He shakes his hand and Cosmo's eyebrows go up and he goes, Looks at Sharon he goes, he's Johnny's brother? And she goes, don't look at me like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got the shop owners come in next, I think. Grandpa. Oh, it is Grandpa. He's like, fuck, oh, i
1: a dude. Yeah, he comes down and he He sits down before the shop owners get there. He sits down and he's like, he goes, I have I have got to say something. Right. And he's like, what is it? He goes, your pride is breaking your house. You are bringing shame to your family. If your daughter gets married, you must pay for the wedding. So he I'll sits pay for down the and goes, and because Cosmo thinks he's like, no fucking way is she getting married now, man. Right. <laughs> she's about to, she's about to have an exp- an implosion of her life. So yes. he goes, I'll tell you what, pops. If she gets married, I will pay for the wedding. <laughs> you think he's making the safe bet, man? Totally not. Doorbell doorbell rings, and Cher's like, oh god, here we go, here we go, oh god, it's not Johnny. No, it's the shopkeeper's
0: come in next and And this is such a weird little plot thread that's there.
1: Yeah, they But they, it only exists for this moment, which is they, weird, but I I dig it. They give her a deposit earlier in the movie. Way early, like you, scene 3. You completely forget about it because you don't care because all sorts of interesting stuff is yeah. and they go, "Honey, is there something you want to tell us?" And she goes, "No." Oh. Nothing I can think of and they're like, we went to, we the, went bank to the bank today. and she goes, oh, the deposit, I, for, I forgot, sorry. And she gives it. And then they're immediately like, we, oh, we knew We knew we you, knew you knew never would have done, done, done anything. We didn't think that of you. And then the mom is like, I got the coffee on. And it turns into like a like bustling a Italian p- breakfast.
0: Incredible. Anybody want
1: some coffee? I got a cup of coffee. I'll take a cup and of coffee. And then no Does one really notices oatmeal? when Johnny comes in. No, Johnny, <laughs> there's like a knock at the door. And there's, there's this awesome lull. And the grandpa goes, somebody tell a joke or something. And. <laughs> And then the doorbell rings and no one moves to get it. And I love that it's the shopkeeper's wife who's like, I'll get, I'll it. get it. She runs over there. She they all know what's going yeah. on. And she comes in and she says like so lackluster. She's like, Uh, Johnny Carpaccio and <laughs> off she goes, and he comes in and he's like, Hey everyone, Ronnie. Have you come to mend fences and heal our bad blood? And he goes, Yes, but yeah. I don't think you're gonna want to. <laughs>
0: And then the because I got a whole new batch of bad blood for you.
1: Yeah, like I think we were good for like a second, but now <laughs> but I think now there's gonna I be like another. Tell you. And then it gets even fucking better. Where Johnny goes, I'm uh, Cher, I, I need to say to something. You. I need to say something, but we need to talk in private. And she goes, I need my family with me right now. And he goes, I cannot marry you. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? My mother recovered when I told her we were to be married, and now I'm afraid that if we were to be married, my mother would die. No, 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 Johnny, you made a promise to me. And Nicolas Cage is like, shit, Shut what are up. you fucking talking about? Shut up. Shut your <laughs> yeah, mouth. He's like, what What? What are you doing? And she's like, no, Ronnie, he made me a promise. He stands up and walks over and starts giving him shit for breaking off the engagement. And Nicholas Cage, <laughs> Cage looks so fucking lost. He's like, I thought we had this right. wrapped up.
0: <laughs> just thought oh, this was good.
1: And Johnny She's like You made a promise She pulls the ring off And throws it in Johnny's face She's like Fine I will not marry you Goes back to the table Sits down Nicolas Cage stands up He goes Will you marry me He goes me? Sh- Will you Whatever her name right. is Will you marry me And she goes Yes She goes Yeah Oh no she goes Where's your ring He turns to Johnny He's like <laughs> can Johnny can I borrow your ring,
0: ring? <laughs> The look on Danny Aiello's face is like, he's lost it. He C2. doesn't know what the fuck he's is like, going on. like, what the on. fuck is
1: happening right now? And she gives him, so he goes, he's, I think he's on his knees. I think Johnny's on his knees and he holds the yes, ring up. Yes, he
0: hands up the ring to. He hands
1: the ring up to his brother and his brother takes the ring. he
0: had to stoop down to pick the ring up. To pick it up
1: because she threw it at him. So he kneels down, picks it up, hands it to Ronnie Ronnie puts the ring on Cher's finger, and he goes, "I love you," and she goes, "I love you." And the grandpa starts crying, and Cosmo turns to him and he's like, "What's wrong, pops?" And he goes, "I am confused." <laughs> 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 he's just crying because he has no he fucking idea what's, what's going on.
0: He thought that he's finally having that. Big yeah, it's like this is
1: it. This is it. This is oh, it. God. I'm dementia set yeah. in. I don't understand the world anymore. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god, it's amazing. And then uh big one. and then yeah. Cher's mom turns to Cher and she goes She goes, Are you sure about this? She goes, I love him Ma and Cher's mom goes, That's nah, too bad That's too bad <laughs> <laughs> Oh she's sincere too. Oh that's too She's bad. like you would have been fine if yeah, well, yeah. you're in for a fucking rough one, kid. <laughs> And then they all pour the champagne, and I like this because now everyone is genuinely happy. Yes, we uh, over the course of breakfast we talked about it earlier, so we going to have to talk about it again. I but love
0: that Grandpa comes and brings. He's Danny's. Danny's character is family now. Johnny. John. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah.
1: Johnny's sitting apart, kind of not sure what to he, feel. He's a little yeah. He broke off the engagement, but now his brother's getting married to the woman that he was going to marry, and he's not positive. But
0: grandpa reminds him that, no, you're part of this family. Yeah,
1: grandpa comes over with champagne, and he goes, join us. And Johnny goes, oh, I, I can't. I oh, can't. That's... I don't think you'd be right. And he goes, no, we're celebrating this marriage, and you're, that's your brother. You're, you're part family. of the family now. And Johnny's face is like, oh, shit. He's right. I am part of I am of the part of this family now. And Johnny gets, he's like the happiest of all of them now. Yeah. And it wipes out any weirdness that there would have been of like, that's your brother and this is your girl. This movie has such a perfectly happy ending. Yep. Ties
0: it up in a neat little ribbon, but it's also not perfect.
1: It's like an eight minute scene or five to eight minute yep. scene that perfectly gives, takes all the loose threads so and ties them mom, together. And mom and shit, it just builds and builds until it's this. It adds a person and yep. adds a person and adds two people and, and you see all of the dynamics settle back down. Yep. And then it ends with this heightened moment that plays out like dude, it's like an Oscar Wilde play. Yeah. The way that the last like three minutes pan out. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love this movie. And that's and that's that. That's, that's the that. end that's of Moonstruck. Moonstruck. People watch it, man.
0: Seriously, watch this movie. It is not your Hallmark Channel Christmasy bullshit. This overly saccharine fucking no bullshit. It's,
1: and it's but and it's also not that like cynical, but that kind of like cynically s- funny yeah, look at like dysfunctional sweet. families. It's this a sweet movie. Yeah, it's all about dysfunctional relationships and and weirdly choppy families. And I think in that way, it's pretty. It's a pretty real look. Yeah, at what love is and it's charming and it's warm and it's fun and because it's his month dude Nicholas Cage he owns every moment that he's on screen
0: this is probably this and high to my i think my two favorite performances from Nicholas Cage
1: yeah H. I. mcdonough yeah 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 it's he, honestly he's so so good in this i was ho- i was wondering if we'd have more like drive angry or mm-hmm. shitty nicholas cage movies but so far i'm i think everything that we're seeing of him is really good well vampires cage we talked we talked about it. I know, I, still, I think it's a good I, I think it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'll watch it again. Yeah, oh, I love to. All right. So that's Moonstruck. Watch it this Christmas. It's the third week of Christmas. You still have, you time have time to make this your holiday movie. Throw it on, man. The scene when it starts snowing. I think this we'll, is a
0: 99 cent rental on Amazon Prime if you have it.
1: Yeah, or, or free at your library. Free at your library, which is how I got it. Yeah. yeah. So d- dude, Moonstruck, 1987. Bravo. Bravo. As they say you in You want to thank
0: our patrons while I pee and get ready for work?
1: Absolutely. All right, brother. Uh, Bye, everyone. Happy holidays. So, we are a listener supported podcast. If you like what we do, you like the movies that we talk about, and you want us to talk about more of them with the lights on, you can head on over to patreon.com slash quillandfilm. Q U I L L A N D F I L M. You can get full length bonus episodes and you can get things like shout outs on the show. They sound a little something like this We would like to thank Casey Scheibe. We'd like to thank John Shibe, our two patrons over in New York City. They live in real New York City, not um, Woody Allen New York City. But, I mean, John's got a little poetry in his soul, and he he, sho- he shows it the way he sees it. And John's New York City is pretty goddamn romantic. I don't know how Casey feels about it. We'd like to thank Connor Sweeney. We'll be at his house later tonight, actually, to have him co-host our final uh, uh, podcast of Nicolas Cage month, which is going to be Leaving Las Vegas. And then we're doing also a Patreon episode, another Nicolas Cage movie, Mandy over at the FCK East, the Sweeney residence. Great guy. We'd like to thank Daniele Harteli, our own little uh, Italian... Babushka. <laughs> no, wait, that's Russian. <laughs> our own little uh, uh, Italian wife, Daniele Hartele. Uh, we'd like to thank Katie Clark. We'd like to thank Kelly and Mike Wagner. I'd like to thank Brian Jackson, William Rockwood, Sister Sarah Hartley And finally we'd like to thank David Rowney Who will be guest hosting uh, All four episodes of January We're doing Anarchy in the UK Covering British films And getting that brilliant dude on mic with us Um, If you want to drop us a line It's measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com We're wrapping up Nicolas Cage month Next uh, next week We'll probably drop the episode on Christmas So you can go out listening to us talk about Saint Nick Olus Cage